Oh my gosh, Ryan. We're chatting comic books today. It's going to be a fun time. Pretty excited about it. Got a big stack of comics here. Yeah, you know how it'd be. Um, we're going to be taking a second, though. Let the chat roll on in. Enjoy the music of Windy Nights, courtesy of Zorro. Um, do us a favor. I want to hear how we sound. Is this volume doing bueno? Can you hear me? Is the music okay? Yeah, what, what, what's your opinion on, on this music or any music? Yeah. What do you think about yeah, all a music? Bit, a little bit lower. The, the, like, the what now? Yeah, like right, perfect. Yeah, just like that. Hey, let us know how the um, the music sounds good. You know, if, if it's loud enough. Tell us it's good. Yeah, I won't be playing the whole time, but I'm just curious. We're going to play the entire podcast. The entire time. Yo, thanks for being here, comic fam. We're going to be uh, chatting some comic books today, for sure. Um, we're going to start Podcast 46 here in just a moment. Um, very excited I to be here with you. I already forgot number it was. I did too, man. It's, when do we stop counting? At a certain point, it's just like, it's the podcast. I know, right? But it's good to see you guys. Um, it's the pre-show. It's the pre-show. Are we cutting this out? Is that how this works? No, it's not. It's not it won't be cut out. No more cuts. No more cuts, We're man. We're live, man. We're in. We're in it to win Anything it. we say is now on the internet forever. That's right. So be careful. No, but it's going to be a lot of fun. Um, let the, tra- the, the chat trickle in. Um, hi to MJ Comics. Good to see you on here. We got John from John's Comics with Kids here. Thank you for being here, my brother. Shout out to Kate and Charlie. We got Rev J. We got Sergeant Mick Lovin. Hey, Obist. Like He's that. here. We have Marlon Sanchez. I see Burke family. Burke family's in the house. There's Power Rangers. So there's got to be. There's got to be the Burke. The Burke Nasty. The Burke Nasty's here, yeah. As he was formerly known. All right. Oh, you know who else is here? Come on. Come say hi. Uh-oh. We got Butch. Butch in the house. He just woke up from his nap. He knows the song's almost over. And when the song's almost over, it means the chat is filling up, and we're going to start Podcast 46. We could just hang out here with Butch for like two hours. What do you think, Butch? <laughs> is that what you want to do, Butch? You want to be on the podcast all podcast long? I think he does. He trained to look right at the camera. All right. He should be. All right. Oh, we are back. Yes, we are. Podcast number 46 with Fire Guy Ryan. How's my brother doing? Pretty good. Dude. Good to be back. I'm glad you're back. I missed you, man. It's been a while. Well, you know, we're here to chat about some paper. It's all about that paper, boy. We're talking about comic books. We're talking about funny books. We're talking about the things in those you damn pages. You gotta get that pages. paper boy on the, on the soundboard. We said that last time, but that was like six months ago <laughs> since I've been here last. So like, I forgot until right now, but that'd be good. That'd be good for the board. I'm thinking we need to add it. Hit the subscribe button. Slap that like button. You know we got giveaways on deck. It's about to get crazy, comic fam. Writing your names down. That's right. That's how we track things here. Um, the way that we do it here on the Bags and Boards podcast live is, you know, I, th- I like to think of it like all new Marvel now, point one, there's an exclamation mark. Right. When we do live, it's like Bags and Boards podcast live. That's kind of how I, I think it. about it in my head, in my noggin, in my, in the, with the brain waves. So what we're going to do today is talk about some paper. We're going to talk about books that we are ordering um, that you can still order, previews kind of stuff. We're going to get into... Oh, 10 
for 10, like 10 books that you can get under 10. I think we pick 10. Be a title in this moment, I'm like point. ten for. I don't know. I'm not good with titles, but we're gonna talk about some comics. I couldn't remember whether or not we picked ten books or not, but you know what I do know. <laughs> we did some. There is a, a number of books. There is. There's a number of books, and we're very excited to chat with you about them. We also did some reading because that's what comic books are about. You know what's actually on the inside, beyond the cover, and inside the bag and board, and all that good stuff. So, um, as mentioned, make sure to chat it up in the comments because in the chat, what we like to do. And by the way, I'm going to switch this to from top chat. I realized that was one of our Live mistakes chat last always. Time. Yeah, there um, you go. So we can see all of your chats as we are live. Um, we may not be reading them as we go because we're, we're doing a show. There's a glare. I can't see all. I, I usually read them all, but I can't do that. Right we, do, we do what we can. We do what we can. I think you twisted the monitor so I couldn't see you guys on purpose. But what we will do. Sneaky devil. What we will do is we are going to be doing giveaways. And the way we do giveaways here, we just pick them at random. We're going to look at the, sh at the chat and we're going to go, oh, uh, Quinn, Colin, this ain't IG. Hold on. S so can't smash those hearts, but I can hit that like button. Guess what? What? You're right. It is an IG, but he just won a giveaway. <laughs> it's amazing. It's amazing. All right. So uh, Quinn calling. He just won a free comic book day edition of Stray Dogs signed by Ren. This is the color flattener of the creative team who produces Stray Dogs. We have more than one on deck. But Quinn just won this by commenting because he's here. And those are here, that those that join us live on the mic. And That's how you chat. win the giveaways. That's how we did the giveaways here, yo. All right. That makes more. Yeah. Give so congrats. Um, and the way that you can claim that, Quinn, and uh, for anyone who wins giveaways on our show, uh, link in the description. Contact us via bagsandboardsgiveaway at gmail.com. That email is in the description. Include what you want. Include the full name and shipping address so we can get them to you. And let's start the show. We are going to begin our show today with chatting about some grails. What? Okay, so this is what happened. Um, story time. Story time. So I acquired a grail, all right? Sometimes grails, when they, when they are presented, like when, when they come out of nowhere, they always do. I said that so convoluted because I'm trying to – to waste time, tempo, because I need to pull up some pictures. Okay, here we go. Oh, bada bing. Okay, okay so so doing. grails. We're talking about grails right now. Um, Ryan, yes, you you collect comics. You've been kind of almost forced to start collecting comics because I don't even want to. This guy doesn't want to, but then you know what ends up happening is people buy you comics. When we go off camera, Tom like slaps me around a bit and says, "You will read. You will buy. You always read, man. <laughs> That's true." But and I'm always trying to make you read. Read I the crow. I don't think I have. I still haven't read that. I don't think I have a grail. You don't have a grail yet? I don't think I do. You, like, like that one comic that you're just like, I, I need that one day. We're, we're essentially in a uh, constant training mode for you, Ryan. I want to get every Green Lantern book. See, that's, that's so a good goal. That, yeah, but there's not like a grail. I, well, then I would say Green Lantern 1. Sure. You know, not, yeah. not, not Golden Age. I know you don't care for Alan Scott, but I'm talking Still like. counts, I guess. You know, how Jordan gonna, Goodness. Whatever. Sure. Yeah. Right? Yeah. Okay, Ryan. We just figured out your grail today. Congratulations, oh Ryan. Ryan just added his first grail to his list. But Ryan, you are a, a a reader and you are a collector and you are you know looking for more sets and stuff. And there's going to be a day where Green Lantern One is going to just like, boop, it's going to be there, and you're going to go. I think I need to get that. Where'd that come from? It, it's too good of a deal. I'm going to have to get it. I want to hear in the chat. I want to know what your grails are. 
because I just threw money down this week and secured a grail that I didn't think I would ever not only be able to purchase, but have an opportunity to purchase in my lifetime. And it's on its way. Now, I'm not going to talk about that here today because that is not in my hands yet. And I want it to be here. I want it to be real. I want it to be present at the table. And I'll share that with the community. So, you know, mind you, hit the subscribe button because that's coming soon. However, I did acquire a grail within the last year that I realized I only shared on my Instagram page. So I felt like we should probably discuss that first before I hit you with the second grail that I never thought I'd own. What do you think, Ryan? Let's do it. I'm here. So fortunately, because Ryan um, doesn't like handling really expensive stuff, which is totally fine. Um, and I also wasn't looking to start manhandling this on the mic. Um, we have pictures of what we're going to talk about here, but I do have it's in, in my... We manhandled it out in the living room before we went live. In my storefolio. This is one of my grails. I, I can't believe I've ever talked about grails on the mic, like my own personal ones. Like I, Sometimes I bring up stuff for my PC. Probably have. Yeah, but I don't... I don't remember, but I don't remember anything. Okay, so ah. what we're going to do is we're going to talk Just about... tip it over like that, man. Careful. That's okay. I'm being careful. Ah. I know what I'm doing. I know what I'm doing. All right. So what we're going to do is we're going to chat about this grill that I have. And I, I have it in front of me, but I'm going to bring up the picture here for you to see. All right, here we go. We have the 30 Days of Night Spiral Edition. Yes, it exists. It's here. It's real. I clicked something on the screen and I lost you guys. Are we live still? Shoot. Hold on. You got to love the live show. Come on. Testing. Oh, no. <laughs> oh, no. Hold on, guys. Sorry about that. Oh, goodness. What did you click? I clicked on something and then I lost everything. And now I'm just like randomly clicking on stuff. Let's see here. Dashboard? <laughs> is that right? Nope. That brings up a website. Oh, we're oh Streamlabs. This is great. Streamlabs are doing... Oh, it's right here. This we good. We're back. Okay, live. here we go. Um, this, is what, this is what you come here for, comic fam. Woo. Slight hiccup. Unfiltered comic book theme content. All they right. don't even care because they got the 30 days a night. They're looking at um, an insane grail here. So what this is, and I'm, I'm actually have it here in hand, but you guys can see the actual picture on screen. It's real. We have this it. This is real. He has um, it. I don't have this. 30 days a night. You know, if you're not into horror comics, that's totally fine. You know, if you're not into um, kind of almost surrealism style art, that is what the legendary creator Ben Temple Smith is known for. Also integrating some of the very first multimedia in comic books. I'm talking like Photoshop before Photoshop was really prevalently used. I'm talking like integrating actual pictures and then mixing that into the art and then adding a whole layer of effects on top of the paint and inks that he does separately. Like he's a very, very talented gentleman. Um, this book, I've done a handful of interviews with horror legends like Brian Polito, for example, and I've talked to many, what's up, guy? many comic book creators who specialize in horror. This is one of those books that gets brought up as if it was um, Night of the Living Dead. Sure. As far as modern day horror comic book masterpieces. Hey, 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 don't, don't be fucking me, dude. 
He's like, Bite Butch him. gets mad at me if I don't touch him sometimes. Bite him. So he just starts grabbing my feet. Bite him, Butch. He's biting my feet right now, comic fam. This audio, this audio is going to be available on SoundCloud, Spotify, Stitcher, and iTunes. Yeah, you're getting some good content with with violence and biting. That's right. You can you can hear the cat sometimes. You can bite me, Butch. So this right here. Oh, the volume is low. I want to hear about that. Let's see if we can fix some of this. It might just be me. It might just be Ryan, but you know talker. what? I'm gonna I'm gonna raise the volume up here just a poquito. Um, you tell me, comic fam. I'm gonna raise the volume up quite a bit actually. It looks like our volume is coming in a little low. We're back. Okay, how's that? And we're live. I need a. <laughs> tell me how the volume is doing. This is how it goes. We're, we're a little rusty today. Haven't had been I've haven't been, been live I've in been a minute. Live in quite a while. Just Ryan. Just Ryan's low. Just Ryan. Oh, yeah, that's, that's all right. Normal. How about that? That's normal. Ryan is typically low. I'm I have to like swallow the microphone for anything to come across. Yeah, speak so. with diction, Ryan. Come on. Get Ryan right is up, right only up one it. low. All right, that's good. How's that now? It's Volume just how okay I talk. To me. All right, cool, cool. So we're back. So we're talking about a grail. Um, <laughs> ben Templesmith, 30 Days and Night. Well, should we just start this whole podcast? Night of the over? Living Dead. So Night of the Living Dead. So this, this right here is a grail for a lot of uh, horror comic fans, a lot of creators. And one of the cool things about this is that the movie happened obviously after the creation of this, but this book did not sell all that well at release. I mean, it was like a 3000 print count. They ended up taking it to second print post the movie cause it was successful. And the rumors about this spiral edition only lived on CGC forms because members were concerned that it may not exist because there's none on the census. Cause CGC has never authenticated one cause they won't at least at this point, because you have to assume that these grading companies are able to authenticate what they're looking at and with no other um, opportunities to do so for such scarce items, they will choose not to grade certain things. So this book is not on the census because they've never had one. And if they've had, they've said no to it because those who brought it to them, they're like, we can't authenticate this because there's we've never seen it before. And that's what it's like with the... Um, you know, the Hellboy insert that I've shown on the comic books buyer's guide. It's the same situation. A lot of people try to get that insert graded and you can't because how are they going to authenticate this page that was removed from a marketing tool, you know, the middle of a previews. So what we have here is the 30 days a night spiral edition. People did not know if this thing existed and those who did weren't even sure of what the print count was. And I had an opportunity to buy this and I had to get it. It is very it was definitely one of those things where it's like, if I don't get it now, I won't be able to get this in the future type of feeling. Um, members know how that is when it comes to grails. This was a surprise for a number of reasons outside of being able to get it, but what came with it. And I want to go through that with you today here, comic fam, because the first thing that I have to show you is that this was actually sent to PGX who authenticated this and graded it to each their own, right? Wherever you want to get your stuff graded. I don't personally get my stuff graded through PGX, but this had been graded through PGX at some point, and it was a 9.8. PGX, at least a grader, has looked at this and said that this was high, high grade. Feel free to put him on the floor if you want to, dude. The cat. No, he's just, keeping he's just loving localized. life right now. Um, so, um, the stray dogs. yeah. Here, just move him. Move off the, off he's the table. He's fine. He's fine. No, but I want you paying attention to the chat and stuff, attention. not the cat. I'm Comic fam, this, Ryan's trying to take a day off here on the mic just to play with the cat. Oh, my gosh. <laughs> Butch. See, this is what happens, though. Then you, you play with them, and then he starts to want to be part of the show. And it's a catch-22 because the show does better because more people watch it. But then it part of the show. there's hair everywhere, and he's cat. 
He is cat. He's a butch. He's a butch cat. He's putting his head down in the middle of the table. Okay, here we go. Um, all that to say that this grail came with so much more than just the grail. And we have been able to supply the information to the internet since this purchase was made, which is really cool. So um, first off, you have this like acetate cover. It looks like it was something that you would, I don't know, do a book report in at high school. Mm-hmm. Right? You know what I'm talking about? Oh, yeah. What were some of the book reports you did slash like projects that you remember? I don't even remember what I did yesterday, let alone <laughs> 15 years ago, however long high school was. Oh, Come God, on, Ryan. Didn't you have years. to do like, did you have to do like a state project? Did you have to do that project where you had to pick a state and do all this information and like reports I had, on the state? Uh, I was like Missouri or something. <laughs> you had Missouri? I don't remember what state it you was. You don't even remember the state. It was like eighth grade. I know, dude. Like, but how do you not remember the state that you had to... All I remember about, about, about eighth grade was that like we invaded Iraq <laughs> when I was in eighth grade. So that's, I mean, that's that's a, that were like some a, of the big the big things that happened when we were in middle event. school. Yeah, mm, yeah, elementary school for me. I was in sixth grade, I think, when that happened. But um, we had uh, to pick states to do. I an never put it in a fancy plastic, you know, acetate situation like this guy. You've never used like one of these types of things to I would, up like, your staple it in the corner. You know, have it would have like. Cereal milk stains all over. <laughs> well, my mom would make me go all out, and your she'd take me to Staples, and she's like, "You need to get the nice little acetate thing to put your book report in, so it looks nice and whatever." Okay, my mom so, did that when we, when I gave you my resume at the bank. <laughs> she made me. She took me to the bank. Did your mom help you make your resume? Oh, dude, she took me to Staples and got me like the ten dollar a sheet piece of printer oh paper that's God. like. Six inches thick. <laughs> like, <laughs> I've never heard this. You're a big kid, Ryan. You got you got a big boy job now. You got to have a nice resume because you're working at a bank. That's hilarious, you dude. You got to impress this guy who turned out to be Tom. <laughs> that's right. For those of you who don't know, I hired Ryan at the bank, and that's that's how we met. Um, so so y- your mom helped you with your resume is what you're telling me. That's, that's apparently, fantastic. Apparently not my report on Missouri or whatever. Yeah. It was well, an M state. It was an M, it was an M, M state. It had a river. Well, you want to something crazy? Yeah. <laughs> something a little eerie is that my state was Minnesota. Also starting with an M. Craziness. Who would have thought that both of us would have picked a state that starts with M? Actually, I don't even think I got to pick it. I, I think like, I was like really no, low I would not have hook. ever picked Missouri. What's wrong with Missouri, Ryan? I don't know. I don't even remember it exists. I, you know what I do remember as far as Minnesota goes? Can you name how- all 50 states? Yeah, dude. Let's do it right now. The song of the 50 <laughs> states, hmm? Florida, Mississippi, Alabama, Georgia, South Carolina, North Carolina, Tennessee. That's actually all I can remember. Is they, there a they, song? Yeah. Well, there's, there's like a, ABCs for there's states? A, there's an ABC for states, but then uh, They Might Be Giants also did the oh. song of the 50 states where they that's go why. through a lot of them. But anyways, that's actually. Back on track. Back 30 on track. Night. We're getting let's, back into it. So 30 days a night. Um, so this right here is is the spiral edition. And take a look at this. It is the exact comic, Okay. And it is something that was supplied to stores and it goes through just the pages. I mean, God, look at Ben T, damn it. He's so damn good. Like this I'm was a, like I'm his, a sucker for like police car lights in in moody environments. That's he, a weird thing I, I enjoy in comic books. And what's crazy, this is a young Ben T. This is like when he was just starting, like he would only begin his craziness in comics and his uh, ability to channel like moods and pages because of his vibrance and use of colors and, and inks and negative space like Mick and Mignola proud. I mean, oh man, it's so cool. Steve Niles, come on. But anyways, this is, this is the book. This is, this is issue one and it's in a spiral bound edition, but it came with something else. 
And this is why I wanted to showcase something really cool about grails. And if you get lucky, you know, certain collectibles. We don't know anything about this, right? Up until the last year. There was like really no proof on the internet. You can look it up. I've been hunting for this book for upwards of a decade and I secured it last year. The person who sold this to me happened to have bought this at a really good time. Um, the member who sold this to me, those of you who've been following the channel may actually remember who he is. And this is okay for me to say because he said he owned it on the mic and where else did I get it from? This is the person who purchased the Marvel Previews 95 at 9.8 when they were still, to this day, under five on the census. Is that the Miles Morales thing? The Miles okay. Morales preview. You actually had him on the show. I yeah, we, we, okay. we brought him on, on in because he spent $2,000 for a book that people were scoffing at. And within a year, that book at 9.8 is worth over $18,000. So we're talking about someone who knows spec and by and large, most collectors would view his level of spec as something that they just don't understand. Because he called that in a market where people literally made him feel like he needed to come on the mic to prove he bought it and say why he bought it because he had so many people, I don't want to say making fun of him, but like, I don't know, questioning, doubting, doubting you know, like why? Oh, he must have so many of the, like, all these crazy conspiracies went by the way in the last year and a half, there hasn't been an uptick on the census count. So for those of you who are naysaying Marvel Previous 95, saying, oh, there's just going to be a ton that are going to hit the market. Yeah, raw copies, low-grade copies, but the 9.8s are selling for 10 times what he paid for it because they were scarce, and they are still scarce. So he had this 30 days a night, and he sold it to me. Shout out. Very happy about this. What I wasn't expecting is for him to have more than just the grail in this pile. What we have here is the original envelope that was sent to the store when the this was sent. We got the documents. Absolutely, Ryan. Documents to prove our allegations. This person purchased this spiral edition like years after it was created because he thought it was just a good purchase. What year did 30 Days of Night come out? Was it uh, 2000? Way later than I thought. Yeah, yeah, mid 2000s. I was under the impression it was like a mid 90s book. No, no, it's like 2005, six. I think the movie was 2006. I could be wrong about that. I don't know the dates. That sounds about right. Sounds about right there. Uh, But this right here is the envelope that came with his original purchase. And this envelope was sent with this spiral to the original store owner that received it. Store owners who purchased enough of 30 Days a Night would receive the spiral edition from IDW back in the day. Like a ratio variant. Absolutely. So it gets even cooler because not only did this person, the store owner, preserve the envelope and send it to the person that would then sell it to me, he didn't like destroy the envelope. He opened it with care. So I have an envelope and it actually says the store's name, Philip Schwartz out in uh, California from IDW, Design Works LLC in San Diego. Like it's all here. You got the, I mean, you're looking right now on screen, Comic Fam for our audio listeners, you're looking at a letter um, that says, Dear Mr. Schwartz, you have a promo piece that was produced by IDW for 30 Days a Night. This was produced when 30 Days a Night was first published, signed by the then president, Ted Adams. This is the original documentation that came with it. And it goes even deeper because what Philip would do, and there, there's a reason why I know all this, because I have another page here to read. The documents. More documents. Philip would find this 
at his store and wonder what the hell it was. So he emailed IDW in 2004, just two months later after this was released and you know published and sent from IDW, the Spiral Edition, that again, we know nothing about until this day. I think this is actually the first time on camera anyone's actually done this outside of me doing it on Instagram. But on YouTube, I don't think anyone's seen this on camera nor any of this information being validated beyond the information provided to Key Collector because I, you know, I did the, the video and then told them this information so we can add context to a collectible because that's how we do it. We have to do the hunt. This is the email that Phil sent, the store owner who received this back in 2004, with the response from IDW. Phil would say to his contact at IDW, I found a proof copy of 30 Days a Night with computer printed pages and acetate cover with the image on the top rather than on the bottom, the black plastic binding. I have not seen another like it, but on the inside, it seems to be something you sent to comic book stores trying to gain interest in your book. Can you tell me more about this? Do you still do this with new books and about how many of these did you produce and distribute? Thanks, Philip, and thank you, Philip for sending this email because this right here may be the only documentation we know about this collectible because thank you, Cindy Chapman, head of um, Cindy Chapman, um, who was head of publishing at the time responded. Let's show them the picture of this envelope first while I read you. We're just going to dox Philip Swartz here. I know, right? Well, this is, this is back in 2004. Hopefully you don't still live there. This is a store. Anyways, let's keep that going. I'm not trying to dox anybody. (laughs) Okay, here we go. This is from, um, this is a fan mail from, from, uh, from IDW back in 2004. Hi, Philip. That sounds like a promo piece we put together here in the office for 30 days a night. We did produce some when we were first selling 30 Days a Night, though we don't know how many were produced. It was probably under 100. In writing from IDW, probably under 100, which makes sense with the 30,000 print count. We're talking about 100 of these. 3,000? Excuse me, 3,000 print count. 3,000 for cover A, or for the first, first printing. We no longer do this... With new books, we may occasionally make a computer printed copy of a new book if we need to show it to someone before it's printed, but it's not something we do routinely from Cindy. This right here means that within months of the creation of this spiral bound comic book, they would discontinue this altogether at IDW and stop doing this spiral bound stuff altogether. So this right here cannot be any more completed as it pertains to a horror collectible, a comic collectible, Ben T. Steve Niles collectible, 30 Days of Night. We're talking the <sighs> Spiral Edition not only exists, but we have the data. We have the a documents. Nifty, a nifty envelope to go with it. And if you have a look, what, I got to hear what the community thinks about this. This is pretty crazy stuff. I mean, this is like the hunt. You know, I know this isn't uh, the, the most common collectible that people are after. You know, there's a lot of people after ASM 300, you know, things like that. But this right here for horror fans, for Much modern cooler. horror comic books. Much cooler. We're talking about one of these scarcest independent collectibles that exists. But hold up. I'll be sure to be bringing that next. Probably sca- it is. Uh, more, grail, more grail stuff. More grail stuff. To the mic in the very near future. Tom with the goods. That's how it goes. 
It's a huge pickup. Comic fam, what do you think about this? I got to hear about you, what your thoughts are. And um, we also want to tell you about this. This? What's this? This right here is the mystery mail call. Oh, yeah. ComicTom101.com. Very familiar. If you want to join the mystery mail call, we are in active enrollment for the September box. You got just about two weeks left to join. We had a tremendous amount of damages, Ryan. We did. Like, it's it's a lot. But you know what? We have a lot of copies, and um, because we've teamed up with whatnot, we do have virgin copies of this comic book going out at random. This right here marks our first whatnot combo exclusive, but it also marks the first virgin Marvel variant that we have done to date, done by the very talented art director of God of War, Raph Grissetti, the Michelangelo of the digital age. And um, we also have Stanley the Snowman. You can kind of see it peeking out right back here on screen. Um, we do include a children's book homage, a comic that's okay for the entire family to enjoy in every single box. We do have some really cool grails going out. And without further ado, I want to also tell you about some comics that you can keep an eye out on. So um, shall we Shall we hit them with previews? We typically do previews first, but should we do the... Yeah, let's do previews first. Um, whatever you want, man. I'm here. Ryan, what do you want to do? I want to hear your thoughts. Let's Fire guy Ryan's in the house. Ryan started the fire! We should just sing songs and hold hands. Ryan. Damn I can't, it, I Ryan. can't reach that far, but you know. You can't reach that far. Okay, how about That's we talk... Ab- here, why don't we do this then? Why don't we do this? We're going to bring this back... And what we're going to do is let's go through previews. Let's do it. Let's go through previews. Um, comic fam, if you uh, live by LCS, go this there. is content for you to utilize and go to your LCS and deploy. If you have a LCS that you can order from that's in your state, then I encourage you to do that as well. If you do not have an LCS and you are not able to get comic books regularly or you're having a problem, we'll give, you know, it's kind of like a three strikes throughout type of thing. Give them a first, first sure. try, a second try. Even a third try. Really consider a fourth try. You support your local comic shops first. However, if there are, if you if you ex- extinguished all your op- exhausted all your options, extinguished like a fire extinguisher. It kind of works. It kind of works. If you, if you exhausted all your options, we do have a way that you can join our LCS. My LCS, not. I don't own it. Is Russ, this is Russ, Milgate Comics. What's this is up? where our comic books come from. This is where our comic books, yeah, this is like all the oh. stuff we're talking about that we have from our store. This is our LCS that we support personally. Ryan works there part-time and handles your guys' orders. Ryan can be your comic lovingly. book dude. I lovingly handle every book. You bag and board. You get everything ready. You organize it. You're behind the counter. Shout out, Ryan. Ryan the fire shout guy. out me. And we have... An ability for you to join Milgi Comics Shelf Service. It's 10 bucks a month. It gets you free shipping. It gets you discounts on comics. They come bagged and boarded. And it gets you access to the previews pull list as well as the DC pull list that Ryan curates for the community so they can order things conveniently. I so, do a lot. if I, you see. I really do a lot over there. It's pretty, what else, what else you do know. you do, Ryan? Sweep the floors. Yeah, he's cleaning. He's Sometimes do- Russ makes me wear like a banana costume and dance around out front. <laughs> Ryan's doing the sign. Ryan is really good with the uh, sign waving. Yeah. If you didn't know. You know, I've only broken a couple windshields with the giant sign that I had to flip around. What's your favorite move to do with the sign? Oh, uh, no, the helicopter. You like the yeah, helicopter? Absolutely. Ryan does the helicopter Problem move. is, if you do that too hard, then, then it flips, you know, it flies right out of your hands and like into traffic. You know, sometimes that's bad. Sometimes there's like, you know, damage that happens. <laughs> sometimes there's damage that happens. But, but it's other what times you do it looks cool. for the shop, man. Right? Sometimes you have to put on the suit and dance around. 
is what you got to do, my brother, is what you got to do. So um, what we're going to do here is show you things that we're adding to our pull list, things that have interest that, that interest us that we think you need to consider at the very least. So let's start them off with some Chip Sadarsky. Ryan, tell me about this. That was beautiful. Chip Sadarsky, we have uh, Jacob Phillips. He's the son of Sean Phillips. Right. Is that right? That's what I read. Hot damn, dude. I knew I recognized him because Jacob Phillips does color work, usually, on a lot of, like, Ed Brubaker and, and Sean Phillips do. They're like a duo. Might be my favorite creative team in today, like, working in comics right now. Appropriate to That's say they- That's a subject they, for another, another video. They may actually write some of the best noirs. That's not even in question. I would say that comic sure. books, right? They're debatably the best creative team that work, consistently works together. Oh yeah, oh yeah. He, he would give uh, Ryan Stegman and Donny Cates a run for their money for sure. Ryan, Ryan would just, you know, they whatever. don't even come close. They didn't I mean, come I love close Donnie to Ryan. and Ryan Stegman, but like, come on, come I know. on. Now. But I mean, I've, as far as like the community's interest in what they've done and and the accomplishments they've had and the title success, this creative team here, um, Chip Zdarsky and Sean Phillips. Jacob Phillips. Excuse me. Sean Phillips' son. Well, I'm talking about, oh, Sean Phillips is the son. Yes, Jacob Phillips. Excuse me. That creative team is like unmatched right now. They, they can I literally buy whatever they have coming out in multiples because I know I'm going to be able to give it as a gift to somebody. It's like, it's that consistent. But we have a son, Sean Phillips, getting involved on. Jacob's the son. Sean's the dad. Son of Sean Phillips is what it says here. Right. Jacob's the son of Sean. Son of Sean. Oh, my bad. Okay, go. Jacob Phillips. I'm mixing them up. My bad. <laughs> I so Jacob, that better. So yeah, Ch uh, Chip Zdarsky and Jacob Phillips. Correct. Teaming up on New Burn number one. What do we got? It's just a detective story coming from Image Comics. And honestly, I read, uh, I'm at the point where Chip Zdarsky does it, I buy it. Right. Like, he's one of those writers, like James Tynan and uh, Tom Taylor, where if I see their name on a book, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to order it. But I'm also just a sucker for noir detective stories. I like non-superhero books, especially lately. Like you like mafia books too? Oh God, yes. Yeah, all like enough of crime those. and I'm you a sucker know. for for a dark, gritty crime story. There you go. Debut issue: A man is murdered after stealing from his own mafia family, but they're not the ones who ordered the hit. It's a new. It's a new ongoing series. It's gonna be good. It's Chip Zdarsky. He's like, incapable of putting out subpar work. So. I would agree. Consider. I don't need much more than this to go off of. He's able to draw. I'm well, easy. Uh, he's able to. Um, well, he, he can draw. draw. He can draw. He's, a, he's an artist. Yeah, he is an artist. So that's actually still appropriate to say. But he's able to communicate um, so much character development, emotion, relatability in his narratives. Um, it's why Daredevil is so damn good. You know, it, it gives you a whole different view of the character that you think almost couldn't be done by now because it's been done so often. But you need to be re reading Daredevil. It, well, it's special. Hurry up because it's about to be over, unfortunately. His run is almost at its end. True. Get ready for that. Just like you should Bye. get ready for this because we're actually going to talk about this next book here very soon. We got the 80-page giant Geiger. This should be fun. Dude, I love this. Like, first off, shout out to the 80-page giant look on this book. It's a $7.99 MSRP, Jeff Johns, and a slew of creators. Um, this right here is going to have unique stories. It also has an extra, like they're bringing something from the Geiger comic book. That was kind of like a, what was it? It's just like a, a comic book yeah, on the back like, cover like, of the first one. Yeah. Like a comic book in the, in the universe. 
That's right. Junkyard Joe? Right. Apparently, Junkyard Joe is getting his own comic book, like real, like spin-off comic, which I personally, I can't understand how that's going to work or succeed, <laughs> but, but it's going to be previewed here along with a bunch of other short stories kind of fleshing out the wider universe of Geiger, which is, if you're reading Geiger, they're kind of hinting at some of the stuff that, you know, there's potential for a larger world here, but we really haven't gotten to see a lot of that so far in the main series. Absolutely. This is definitely one that we're going to chat about soon. So stay tuned. Hit the subscribe. Slap the like. Comic fam, there's a hundred and... Okay, hold on. Okay. Hold on. I, 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 don't, I don't know what's going on here, man. I got to pull this up on my phone because, like, I, I'm seeing... Like, we've hit, like, up to, like, 170 people. We need at least a 50% like ratio on this. Like, you guys are here. What are you doing? Hit the like button. Like, right now. Like, I don't know what's going on. Uh, you know, do actually, you even watch You us? know what I'm going to do? Are you going to hit the like button? Oh. This is what happens. If we don't get the likes up, we're not going to continue. That's terrible. There we go. Check it out. Let's go to the bathroom or something. I know. It's like, I'm like, it, I don't know what these guys are doing. We're over here going through spinning fire content. I just showed him a freaking grail from 30 Days a Night. I got to see the heart. I got to see the likes. Come on. Butch was here. Butch was already made an appearance. He left, though. He's he's bored. Come on. This is why. If you don't want to hear this song, which, by the way, it's a really good song. But you got to do it. We have 69 likes. Maybe they like the song. All right. Yeah. We're not not going until we have 80 likes. So keep it going. Agu, keep me updated. You're here in the chat. I appreciate my wrench here. Um... Like, hit the yeah, hit the like button. Stuff. Let me know You're when like, we hit eighty. I, I don't care. The mob boss right here. We're here, man. I got all day. I got all day. We got all this comic book stuff to talk about. We got some great stuff. We got giveaways. I'm just gonna go do the mail call after this. So like the longer the longer you guys wait, the longer it's gonna take to put the mail call together. I'm, exactly. This, they're only hurting go. themselves. All right, we're good. That's how we do it. Thank you. Wow. We need a fifty percent participation comic fan i'm not messing to... around. All right. So we have Geiger. I wonder how many thumbs down we got. Okay. No. Do either. Do either. Either one. Either one. Love I don't care what you do, but you got to do love like me. or dislike. Hey, Tom. Love me. Yeah, I don't care. We need you. I'm going to keep you guys accountable. Someone's got to hold you accountable, comic fam. I'm scared. All right, let's do it. So, Geiger, we're going to talk about this in a second, though, so we won't go too much into it, but I really encourage people to get this one book because, one, creative team is stellar, and when you have so many different content creators that can be part of this, you're supporting multiple people. My problem there's a lot of these books that come out from like Marvel and DC that are like DC Halloween special or here's a Joker 80th anniversary giant book. And right. they're just kind of like random short stories that don't matter really in the grand scheme of things. They're just like fun. Sure. Out of continuity kind of short stories. This book is going to have a bunch of stuff that matters for the overall universe. So it's actually like important. And it's got this extra that's like a crossover event. Uh, it's like within, it's not even within the same world. It's like, it's a comic book within the world. It's very meta. It's very, and I like it. That's it's going to tie like. into a point I'm going to make about Geiger later, which I think Jeff Johns is, is consciously doing. Uniquely equipped to do as well. Let's keep it going. We have Joy Operations. Now, oh, yeah. Ryan, be honest with me. I'm Give it to really... me straight. Is this happening? Is this on our list today? <sighs> Solely because is Brian Michael Bendis. Like I said before, I'm. I, it's not that hard for me to put stuff on my pull list. So fair warning, comic fam. If this doesn't sound interesting to you, Ryan, only put it on here because Brian Michael Bendis is on I it. I didn't even and read the description. <laughs> Ryan loves Brian Michael Bendis so damn much. He's honestly, not, uh, I love his creator-owned work. Okay. Ever since he moved to DC, I've his Justice League book, for example, is not my cup of tea. Superman wasn't great either. Su- I liked action comics, but Superman. Action I, comics I, was I fun. Did, I did not enjoy a Superman. I, I don't enjoy his Justice League book. 
I've given it a pretty fair chance, but I do like Cover. I do like Scarlet. I do like the independent stuff he has done recently. And he is bringing his Jinx World imprint over to Dark Horse now, and this is going to be the first title from that new line. 55 years from now. Oh, this is uh, Stafford. Who is this? It's Brian Michael Bendis and Stephanie... Stephen Byrne. Oh, Stephen Byrne. Excuse me. I'm far away from me. Stephen Byrne. Um, 55 years from now, Joy is... Uh, here, can you read this? Because you're, you're closer to me. Here. Oh, okay. That works. 55 years from now, Joy is an envoy, a special agent of one of the Joe Nando Trust. I hope, I hope Brian Michael Bendis likes this dramatic interpretation of his like synopsis it. here. Trusts are corporate-owned cities that are the centerpiece of modern society. She writes wrongs for the trust. She is excellent, perfection, hard on herself, driven, almost legendary in some parts. Comic fam, this right here is, it's okay, that's enough. enough. Um, She's going to start getting fed information that's going to second guess her job. It it sounds cool. It's been just doing like a futuristic sci-fi story, which is not normally something he does. So there you go. Whatever. I know. I would, honestly, I would have missed this had you and it's not five pointed issues. out. It's a, it's a mini series, which I love. It's going to be quick. You're not investing into an ongoing. You're not signing your life away to Amazing Spider-Man and 7,000 issues of that book. True. You know, and everyone who's uh, potentially thinking, maybe I'll pass on this. That's what people said about Naomi. You know, like you got to, you got to give, book he did it. it's these, another I good book. I keep forgetting about Naomi yeah, for yeah. some stupid reason. Yeah. People were like, oh, Naomi doesn't sound good. And then boom, CW. And boom is like one of everyone's favorite mystery series. And John just made a good point. John's comics. The kids haven't read much dark horse outside of black hammer. I haven't even yep. read black hammer. Yep. I almost, I almost skipped the dark horse section in the catalog. Every I, you know, I have been doing that as well. And speaking of dark horse, we actually have another one to, to talk about here. You can't skip. You can't skip any section. In the no, you can't. You got to make sure even you dynamite. We have uh Christopher golden, Mike Mignola, Matt Smith. This is interesting, man, because you, everyone knows I'm a Hellboy fan. Hellboy collector. You don't hide it. I don't, I don't. And I have a lot of Hellboy and I've read almost all of Hellboy, but you know what I haven't read? The, um, oh, what do they call it? They call it something very specific. It is a illustrated novel, right? Yeah. An illustrated novel. I haven't read the Mike Mignola illustrated novels. I'm not a big like book reader. So he wrote like a book with some pictures in it instead of like a comic book, which is pictures with some words in it. Exactly. It's like, it's the opposite of a comic book. So I own them. I have them. You saw, like, I have like six of them on my shelf. I've never opened Basically them. Basically, have a whole Hellboy shelf out there. I know it's mostly just Hellboy. But the thing is, is like, I just I like the comics, man. Like, it's just what I'm, I. I don't know. It's just a lot of time. It's tough to to do both to be up it on is. all comics and be reading books. Like, if you want to do other things in your life, so um, not knocking anyone who does. I I want to do it more. It's hard to do both. Yeah. Um, however, this right here is really special as a Hellboy fan, and for any of you who are into Big Red. This right here is The Bones of Giants was an illustrated novel. This is the comic... Co- comic They're taking I- that book and turning it into a comic. Comicization. I was I'm trying to think of a word here. I'm Comicization. Making- Comicization. That's not a good word. <laughs> you shouldn't use that <laughs> word. That doesn't make any sense. I, you know what I mean? They're taking there's the a book word and making can... it into a comic book, you know? I guess. Yeah, <laughs> there's got to be a better way to say that. But yeah, they're making this into a comic book. Um, so now, Hellboy fans like me who didn't take the time to read the entire book... And all the different books that Mignola has done can now get a Mignola-fied comic book. One of four. Easy. Uh, it's, it's easy. It's not, it's, I'm adding this to mine. And you know what? It looks great. I'm excited about this. Check out Hellboy dealing with some frost giants next on the list. You know it's going to be on here. Yeah. What do we got? This is Hulk. 
Number one. Ryan Otley, baby. I do love me some Ryan Otley. I love Ryan Otley. I didn't man. think I did. I'm not a big Invincible fan. How are you not a big Invincible fan? Uh, Have you read Invincible? I've read enough. How much of, did you read like the first three issues? Because if no, you I read like gotten... the first five trades or so. Okay, so yeah, you're in it then. Yeah. Uh, I have stuff for, for you. It's a Kirkman thing. I've spoken here before about how I, I don't like Robert Kirkman. Ryan, Ryan's got this thing with Robert Kirkman. I need to read Outcast. Sure. I need to read Oblivion Song. I'm basing my, ju- I'm judging Robert Kirkman based off Walking Dead and Invincible. Dude, Oblivion Song is fantastic. Sure. I've heard good things about Outcast and Oblivion Song. They're both really good. Dude, I don't They like- both ended. Yeah. Like early. Dude, even Walking Dead's really good. Yeah. The first hundred issues of Walking Dead mm-hmm. is so damn solid. You're like four times higher than you need to be. I'm oh saying my like, gosh, dude. After the prison, I'm out. After the, dude, that's like, oh my gosh. No, Mm-mm. absolutely no, not, I will dude. I you on this one. It's after so the- good. What are you saying, Ryan? <laughs> Comic fam, help me out in the chat. Ryan is giving me right crap there. about Walking Dead. We're not going to spend all this time on Ryan. We're not I even will. talking about... Uh, we literally, this, <laughs> this is, is four nothing. times removed. We're talking about, Ryan, this is what you get for Ryan the Bags and Boards awesome. podcast comment. Where you getting this type of com- comic book themed content? Anywhere, anywhere I'm on YouTube, you will hear me, you will hear me just walking dead. Subscribe, hit the like button. And I admire what Robert Kirkman has done for the wider industry. Right. In a sort of Todd McFarlane sense, right? He's made good contributions and his presence as a comic person. He's one of the most the important comic book creators of our generation. Stillwater would not exist without Robert Kirkman. So I oh, dude, respect his name, Ryan. Sure. I just respect, respect his name. After whatever the issue <laughs> they left the prison at. Okay, well, here. I digress because we got Ryan Ollie. the chat says because it looks like, it looks like <laughs> I'm seeing a bunch of agrees. What is that? People sick saying they're sick. of Walking Dead. Like that's, but that's not, that's not what we're talking about. We're talking no. about issues one through 100. 100 is so, that's like half the run. That's because it's dude because it's more than half the run. It's fantastic. I would go one through prison and then jump back on when Glenn dies. Dude, it's nine hundred. You want to know what it is? It's like ninety three percent of the run, dude. That's like oh, that's how much God. you're talking about. It's almost oh, half God. the run. What? How long do you think it takes for them to get out of the prison? That's like three trades. It was really good though. It's very good. And if you could like just give me that. Oh my god. You know how they're doing these deluxe editions with color? I wish they would put out a nice hardcover of just what about the, Negan? The early stuff. Negan's. Oh, yeah. What Negan, are you saying, Ryan? I think he made Negan because he realized, oh, the governor was cool. Shouldn't have gotten rid of him so early. Let's just make a cooler. The governor was freaking awesome. The dude. governor was freaking awesome. And then they just kind of like. Oh, my God. Okay, okay, okay. Let's anyway, bring it back in. Hold, Five Ryan, guy Ryan in the house. The we have Donnie Cates, Ryan Otley. We have Al Ewing departing from Immortal Hulk. It kind of feels sad. It's time, though. It's time. It it's, is time. He did his, dude, he did his freaking job, man. He made Hulk cool again. I never really I cared said for it. Hulk. I said, dude, when was the last time you were reading Hulk prior to Immortal Hulk? I want to hear it in the chat. I've never read Hulk. Immortal Hulk was the I, I, I read. I tried Planet Hulk. I read, dude. Planet Hulk was good, sure, but I didn't care. It's, it's kind of like the the a lot of the cosmic stuff is not my thing as much. Me too. You know, so except like for Green Lantern, <laughs> except for Green Lantern, but. Dude, and the whisperers was so good with Walking Dead. Okay, we gotta stop talking about. I do, okay, I no do more. agree. I do like the whispers, but that's right. Yeah, there. That's stop. right at that. Okay, okay. Uh, guess what? Uh, we have. Uh, Are you gonna George. give them a giveaway for? Yeah, <laughs> yeah, yeah. Let's give a big congratulations to to uh, George. The longest, Say his name here. It's names. George Roman. Yes. Yes. I like your comments. That's how you get. That's how you get giveaways on our show, Comic Family. You comment, agree you with Tom? You get a giveaway. No, 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 you agree with the world because Walking Dead, <laughs> by and large, is uh, beloved 
Sure. And he's going to be getting a newly beloved independent comic book called Stray Dogs. Much better than Walking Also Man. released by Image Comics, which, by the way, chairman is Robert Kirkman. Uh-huh. So he gets some credit here. Is he's, it, his name he is, really? is on the inside page. And is he really? Yes, yeah. Is he he, he, he's like probably just a mannequin. No, my God, dude. I'm pretty sure he's like the... I thought he's it like was the, Todd McFarlane. It, okay, like Todd Jim McFarlane Valentino is... and stuff. Oh, he's the chief operating officer. Excuse me. It's Todd McFarlane, Jim Valentino's vice president, Mark Silvestri, Eric Larson, and then Robert Kirkman. Yeah, Robert Kirkman just leads a little thing called Skybound. Yeah. Yeah, whatever, right? Doesn't Stillwater matter. Stillwater and, and Ultra Mega, kind of. Here we go. Okay, so you just want to give away. Okay, Good I job. digress. We have Donnie Cates, who has departed his way from Venom to team up with Ryan Otley, who is now doing... He's been off of Spider-Man for a while. I was going to say, he's off of Spider-Man. He's busy doing the... Uh, what was he doing between that? I don't know. Yeah, I can't really remember. I but missed him. I loved his run on Spider-Man. I, I, I the early he, part. I think he did great we're get, Spider-Man. We're getting way off topic. But. I think it's great. I think he does an excellent Spider-Man. I don't care what anyone says. All right, so we have Donnie Cates, Ryan Otley. This is cool. Like, what you got to imagine, man, like the pressure of following up a mortal Hulk. How could I? Could, yeah, I would, I would be very scared to, to take that job. I wouldn't take it. Like, if right? I, I put myself in that position going like, really, the only person that could take it is Donnie Cates. It's kind of like following... I don't know, following anything. I was just thinking of Tom King Batman and like having to kind of like write the ship after so many people were angry at Tom King for yeah. ruining Batman. Yeah, you don't want to like double down on that. It's right. like following sex. Uh, yeah, uh, Scott Snyder. Sure. You know? Yeah, how do you follow like such an important run like Immortal Hulk? Like, hey, you got James Tynan, the fourth. You're going to have to follow that up. <laughs> Good luck. It'll be okay. Good luck. Good luck. Comic fam, we need we need to pray to pray to Thor that our titles are going to continue. This Hulk imp- book is going to be good. This dude, I'm excited for this one. I man. am mostly wondering how Ryan Otley's style is going to to work on Hulk because I, I when I picture Ryan Otley, I picture silly, goofy Spider-Man, Slick. invincible, right? Like happy, fun stuff. Whew, yeah, fun. Like the the excitement and and fun loving part of superheroes, which uh, at least Immortal Hulk is not a happy, fun, you know, uplifting sort of book. I don't Comic think Hulk fam. is that in general. I'm so hyped about this. Um, for real. We have the mad scientist. What if like, I mean, or like, the Hulk's narrative has been largely about dealing with the dangerous personality, the brute, the green giant. Right. The Hulk or Mr. Fix It, or the various personalities. But it's always about the transformation of Bruce Banner. What if the person that we have to be in fear of is Bruce? Thus, we have the Mad Scientist, a completely different take on the Hulk. Um, kind of reminds me what Donny Cage is doing, or recently finished with Donald Blake in Thor, like kind of examining the alter ego and maybe saying, like, "What if that guy is not so great?" You know, right? Um, what do you think about um, this particular cover, though? Because this right here has got me like. If this wasn't Donny Cates and Ryan Stegman, I would still be like, ooh, what is this cover? Like, I, I need this cover I just, am, just in my, my pull box, you know? What do you after think? Immortal Hulk, I'm, I'm much more open to trying other Hulk things. There you go. I don't think I ordered, I might, I might have ordered this cover. I can't remember what variants there were, but if there's, I assume there's some awesome variants for this book, which you can check if you want to by clicking that green button right there. Let's take a look. Give you guys a little tip here. There's nothing there. Nope, scroll up. There's a show. Variance button. Oh, on. it's on. Yeah, show. As a variant person, I am very familiar with that button. Oh, the Peace Momoko one. I've seen this one. Look There's at this. Momoko variant. Look at this Momoko variant, comic fam. What? God, he's so damn good. I, I just still don't understand Dude. people who don't go. Like, 
he, there's, there's individuals and it's okay to each their own. Everyone's, everyone can have their own taste of, you know, art, but I'm hit or miss with peach. This I is just, not, this is not one I would go for. You don't like peach. this? I like her defenders cover that she, I think this did. is outstanding. This, I would, I thought this was Scotty Young looking at it. Yeah. She's, this is a, she can do a whole bunch of different stuff. It's a different style. Yeah. It's similar. Here's the thing. Scotty Young is known for this type of style. Peach can draw eyeballs being removed from someone's skull with the most grotesque vibes and art and imagery and inks and lines and pencils. I'd rather have something like that here, though. Like I mean, she can do both. Stuff. She can do both. Eh. But in this particular one, she's like, you know what? We got we got the Hulk reaching for a star, bringing it down. I think this is beautiful, man. Australia agrees with you. I think this is beautiful. Like, not everybody's going to want it. a star in it, though. I know, right? Um, so anyways, pick up your, your uh, variants. Pick up your... Issue one, Donny Cates is on it. You know it's, it's easy to be to legendary. pre-order variants uh, with the pull box system here. Very true. Just like it's Ooh. easy to tell if a comic book is worth adding to Ryan's pull list. To Ryan's pull list specifically. If it is politically involved. If it uh, has politics, conspiracy. Like Yo, like gangster stuff. This is cool. I feel like this is the um, a perfect time for something like this because this is... Um, essentially going after the same crowd of individuals who are into Department of Truth. It feels like Boom Studios trying to get a Department yeah. of Truth thing going on. So we have, where is Lee Harvey Oswald's body? That's almost like what the title is, too. This book has an obnoxious title, which is one of my problems. Christopher Comic Cadwell. books have two long titles. <laughs> Damn it. <laughs> nice house on the lake. It's mostly James Tynan's fault, to be honest. Like, so true, though. Calm down, bro. <laughs> calm down. Something is killing the children. Like <laughs> breaking news. I Something like... is killing the children. Who are they? What do they want? Written by James. Written <laughs> by James Tynan, the fourth. That might as well be the full title. What is the title <laughs> of this book? Though, scroll up. Okay, yeah, it's yeah. Where is? It? Oh, excuse me. It's uh regarding, regarding the matter of <laughs> no. Oswald's body. Regarding matter of Oswald's body, yeah, and it's done I, by who? Who's this? It is written by Christopher Cantwell, who is a writer I do like, mm-hmm. so I'm excited for that one. Art is by Luca. I can't read. Casa Languida. Languida. That's it. Cas Casa Languida. And this one right here is following a group of quote useful idiots, who is um there to come together as a team to deal with one of the biggest cover-ups in American history. What if the body that was buried, the person who shot president, JFK, yep. JFK what if he Which wasn't the person? Which kind of does person? tie in directly to Department of Truth because yep. Lee Harvey Oswald is alive in that storyline. Right. Lee Harvey Oswald, of course, was famously shot by Jack Ruby in the days following the JFK assassination, of course, if you're mm-hmm. up on your, your history. Absolutely. Ryan is. That's why you're this here. This book is... Ryan's that's exactly that's yeah. why he's here, because when you're chilling with your homies. There it is. You talk about comic books regularly. But yeah, uh, if you're fans of Department of Truth, Time Before Time, it's a off-kilter Time Before Time, by the way, thriller. is another book I want to shove down your throat soon. That was it. Once we you know, get going on the books we're reading. That's a good book that I like. We'll get to it. There we go. We've had over 40 people join us in the chat. Get those likes up, comic fam. I don't want to put that music back on. Let's keep it rolling. We have Knighted number one on deck. We have a Dark Knight Returns homage happening here, which oh, yeah. just got me into it. We have AWA, which, you know, got Ryan into it. They're killing the game, dude. AWA, shout out, for real. Consistently quality comic books. 
I've been saying that for a while. You have been, and I'm glad you have been because I love these guys. People need to make sure that they're not skipping AWA on their pull list. I am almost getting every single book they put out every month. I also love how on the back of their books they put out every book they have coming out. Yeah, that month. It's, yeah, it's helpful. They're keeping you updated if you don't have a channel to subscribe to. All right, here we go. Um, who do we got? This one's written by Greg Hurwitz with art by Brian Reber. Oh no, never mind. Art is by Mark Tex Tex the, the guy. He's, he's from the nineties. Texeria. I know. I know Texera. of him. I know that name. Texera. That's right. We have an homage cover. Heroes never die, and we have a, a a hero that looks like Batman, but obviously this is an homage, and the never is crossed out because we have a character. This guy, the main character of this book, accidentally kills. Yeah. Their version of Batman. It's like a like a like a vigilante superhero guy who accidentally gets killed by the main character of this book. Bob Ryder. Bob Ryder is his name, and now yeah. this Bob guy has to kind of. Take on take the mantle. On the job of a superhero <laughs> when he's like, he's an act. He accidentally. It's like the Santa Claus with Tim wow. Allen, right? Okay. That's wow. basically it. Like you accidentally you. kill Santa. So now you have to become Santa. That's the job. This is the he- same book, only superheroes and Batman through AWA. Well put. <laughs> also, hi, Jimmy. I think that's pretty damn good, man. I, I like that's it. That's a good, that's a good analogy. Oh, Tashara. Thank you, Agu. I had not, I had not thought that. There we go. So we have the uh, the Santa Claus. I'm known a big for, fan of He's known those. for Ghost Rider. That's what it was. Ah, yeah, 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 yeah. Sabretooth Limited Series 2. Yeah, he's OG, man. So this is going to be good. I'm excited about this. AWA How has many been issues? Consistent. This is five issues. Five so issues. At the, at the get-go, you know you're not signing your life away, which is dude, a big thing for me with comics. I love that, dude. You, if you can do a solid three, four, five issues. Which is one of my main issues with Robert Kirkman, to bring it back to that. Oh, my gosh, Homeboy man. started that book and did not know when it was going to end. He did not have a plan, and he just kept going and going and going and going and going until it just stopped right oh at the end. Oh, my gosh, Ryan. i make you read all of Walking Dead again. We're going to do a whole breakdown I just breakdown did it last year. Issue. I just read the whole thing last year. So okay. I can complain. From a point, a place of knowledge. Happy birthday to the king. Jack Kirby. A little late. Yeah, just, just a day late, but you know what? We got we to gotta make sure we say it. Um, Jack Kirby, industry legend, creator. No matter how much credit he can get, is never enough. Um, and completely changed the industry. And we have a very intriguing, this book sounds fantastic cool. four issue number one rendition coming I'm not out. going to buy this. You're not gonna, yeah, I'm I'll just buy it. Come up front and say that I want to read this, bucks, but dude. I I don't want. Yeah, I, it's cool. It sounds cool, but not cool enough for me to plunk <laughs> down and dedicate shelf space to it. Abrams Comic Arts is putting out this thing called Fantastic Four Number One, panel by panel. It's forty bucks, so I, I know some people may. I like the oversized stuff. I it's like seeing book. the art it's for an what it is. Hardcover. You'll probably see this on Cartoonist Kayfabe eventually, kind of thing. But I think this is a really interesting piece of content. It's the entire issue of Fantastic Four One, the first Marvel family, Stan Lee, Jack Kirby goodness, you know, the thing, Mr. Fantastic, Invisible Girl, later Invisible Woman. We have the Human Torch, right? We have every page an entire panel. Right. So that's why it's 40 bucks. It's a giant thing because each panel gets its own page is what it's seemingly soliciting. That sounds really cool, and I want to flip through this book. If you have this book, I will read it. You can't, you can't show me big enough Jack Kirby art. Correct. Un- unless it starts to get um, distorted because you're stretching this, the, the, the picture, like I the JPEG they, too I much. I assume they know what they're doing. But no, this is probably as big as they can get the panels and looking as fresh as they can be. So I have to get this. I think this is interesting. It is a, is it a hardcover or is it a – it may not be hardcover. I'm not sure. It may not be. 
Uh, it's 40 bucks sounds like it's not, but, Better be. but regardless, it's definitely on the pricier side, but I like to, you know, include some things on previews that aren't just like right. strictly comics. Like there's more. a whole section at the bottom for trades, graphic novels, hardcovers. Those are worth looking at too. Remind you, hit Mill Geek Comics, Patreon, the link is in the description. Um, hit your LCS first, but um, we recommend L- uh, Mill Geek Comics. Russ is a great comic shop owner. Ryan will be your contact to make sure you get your comics. He's the one who's organizing them and making sure they get they get to you on time. You don't miss an issue. That's me. Stop missing your comics. Pick up your comics. Very importante. And let's chat about some comic books that you may you may be able to score on the cheap. This is a fun part of the show that, you know... It was, I learn a lot. This was something that we decided to do kind of randomly, and then people seem to... The, the community digs it. Like, we're, we're getting enough response that it's like, hey, we're just going to keep it going. Um, comic books, as far as collecting, there's a lot of reasons to collect. You know, something that you hear a lot. You'll hear Jem Mint say it a lot. It's your boy, Jem Mint. He'll say, um, have the hobby fund itself. Correct. Right? I've heard that before. Right? You've heard that. It's good advice. I don't recommend putting your entire paychecks into Do not sacrifice your rent payment no. for a comic. Comics can be pretty expensive. Yes. You know? We're talking about grails on this very show. This ain't cheap. But what I will say is um, I've always done this, and to this day, my paycheck doesn't go into my comics. I have the, f- the hobby fund itself. I purchase. I buy. I trade. I grade. I sell. I trade up. It's also nice because you can kind of cheat yourself. You can talk yourself into spending more money than you would if it was like your actual, you know, paycheck money. True. Like I flipped this book, I made this money. I can afford it's money. I it's extra money. It yep. doesn't count. Yeah, so I'm gonna you, go ahead and buy a bigger book with it. You do the work. I want to hear comic fam in the chat. What are some of the uh, things that you do to make these bigger purchases easier? You know, do you guys trade? Do you buy? Do you sell? Do you save up? Do you do like layaway payments? Like there's a lot of different um, ways that people do it. Um, But one way that is very common across the board is to purchase things that are cheaper with the intention of a worst case scenario being able to make your money back or best case scenario, it moves up even a little bit. I would say even worst case scenario, you don't make any money at all. And and worst case scenario, you're only out a couple of bucks. Even if you can't flip it. I think like that you're stuck with I think the goal is that if you're buying just because you're appeasing yourself, hey, I happen to like Plastic Man. I'm sure. going to buy this Plastic Man cover because I like Plastic Man. That's what we call buying something you love. We hear right. that too. Buying something you love means that you may cost yourself money. Right. You may never make that money back. That book that you bought for $4 may be in a dollar bin in a month at that same LCS. That happens. All the time. However, what I'm talking about is members who are trying to gear towards investment stuff. And flipping and selling books and becoming like a dealer and moving comics. That's a whole separate side of Participating in the community. Correct. Right. Not Um, just reading your books like like me. Like you buy books, you read them, you put them away. You don't really sell stuff very often. Great. Um, Maybe you can put them into lots though. Right. And you can sell lots. That's another form of dealing. You know, It's it's the same. It's It's a lot of people do it. So the idea is if you can score certain books on the cheap that seldomly are going to cost you money because you're doing some due diligence, just a little bit. You can at least a make your money back immediately or have a shot of doing, uh, of, of making money off the book because it goes up five bucks, goes up 10 bucks, 
some of the early books that I flipped when I started doing it more often because I wanted to get bigger books was like Vengeance of Bane. And I remember the moment of like scoring a really, really nice copy of the first appearance of Bane and then going online going, oh, wow, this book is selling for three times what I paid for it. I like Bane. I like this key. I don't need a near mint copy for my PC. I would rather have whatever I wanted at that time. And I sold that Bane comic book and I was okay with it. And that wasn't anything that I planned. It just happened. And when you have that type of lens on your, on, on the buying power that you're putting out into the world, you get lucky and those wins add up. And this next portion of the show is talking about books that you can add to your list on the hunt. They've got to be easier to find, too, since these aren't your, yes. your gigantic keys that everybody's on the lookout for. These are things that are cheaper, that are probably just languishing away in a bin somewhere that shop owners don't have the time to hunt down. Literally on eBay right now for under $10. So keep an eye out for these in dollar bins. Keep an eye out for these LCSs. These aren't going to... These aren't even books that if you find it and it's in the dollar bin... And you go to your average LCS who's being a stickler about repricing their books. We're seeing that in the community a little bit more. Every store runs their stuff differently. I'm not judging. However, these books are so inconsequential that most of those stores even will go, yeah, a buck. I don't care. It's not even like minor keys at this point. But when you see these, you're going to go, oh, yeah, it makes sense. So let's take a look at some of the 10 for 10. And big shout out to Octavio. There might not be 10 here. I think there's 10. We didn't count. I didn't count. All right, we have Young Avengers number four. Ooh. This is a Kang the Conqueror cover. We're seeing so many Kang books spiking. And this one right here is from an underappreciated run outside of the key appearances. This book, you can find in dollar bins. You can find for $5. You can buy it, find for near mint 10 bucks right now on eBay. I'm going to give some advice. I don't know if that's the right word. Do it. I stayed away from reading this book for a very long time because it has the, the title young in the title. Yeah. That's a lot of people did. I thought it was going to be for kids. I thought it was going to be lame and childish and stupid and silly. And I stayed away from it for the longest time until one day I was just dinking around on the Marvel unlimited app and I decided to read it out of nowhere. Dude. It's so good. It's really good. It's fantastic. At least, at least the first arc. The right? first two arcs are great. I only read the first one. Read to the second fair. one too. Exactly. It's, it gets really good. And it's a really good comic. Freaking Iron Lad, dude. We got Kang. We got Patriot. Not only that, they are setting up this, I don't want to say all of them, but as far as I can remember, every member of the Kate Young Bishop, Avengers. Bishop, Cassie Lang. They're all in the MCU. Patriot, Kang. Um, Wiccan. Wiccan, Speed. I mean, the... Hulkling, I believe. Uh, Hulkling, uh, Hulkling I maybe not. The MCU yet. We don't have a Hulkling. We don't have Amadeus. We don't know who, we're gonna, who they're going to run with. But they are clearly gearing up for a Young Avengers something in it's the a MCU. Bishop, yeah, I think it's a Kate Bishop. Yeah, right. It's all here. It's waiting. If spec is your thing, this is something I think is. I'm not a spec person, but Young yeah. Avengers is kind of obvious. To I, I promise you, if you find this for a dollar, you'll be in the money. Even if you only just read it and keep it in your in your bins forever in your in your short box, this is a this is a good comic. I Read think that this Avengers. is a this is a easy easy pickup. It is a fantastic cover. You have Iron Man, you have Cap, you have Patriot, you have Iron Lad, looking like he's not doing too good, and you have Kang prominent. This next one is Ultimate Comics Wolverine. Now this is a weird one, okay? So it's like again, we're talking cheap books, and the one of the fun things about cheap books is that even if things don't play out, 
Worst case scenario, you have a fun minor key that's cool to have in your collection, and you paid $5. Okay? No one's complaining. Right? Right? No one's complaining. It's hopefully, okay. Hopefully, $5 will not make you homeless. There, there you hopefully go. Hopefully, that's not the, you know, the make or break for your, you know, your house payment. This is the first appearance of Lady Kang. Now, there's been female Kangs in the past. Um, Ravona actually threw on the Kang wear at one point during, during the Terminex narrative, I recall. However, this Lady Kang is an evil version of Sue Richards, which is kind of fun because Franklin Richards in the Ultimate Universe is also evil. Reed Richards. Reed, excuse me. Reed Mr. Richards. Fantastic. Yeah, he becomes, fantastic. He becomes the maker. Of course. Reed Richards becomes the maker. Um, but this one right here, actually, I have a picture of it. Um, you see the female Kang in this, um, evil Sue Richards, um, appearing in this comic book that goes for $4. I also think the Ultimate Comic Universe as a, as a whole is pretty underappreciated. Ultimate Spider-Man, I think a lot of people know about, you know, classic Bendis stuff. But mm-hmm. the wider Ultimate Universe, I think, is just an easier way to kind of learn, like... The overall X-Men story. If you don't want to read 50 years worth of, you know, Stanley Jack Kirby back issues, which you should still, you know, dabble with. They're hard to come by, and the writing doesn't hold up that well. I'm a, I'm a pretty big proponent of trying Ultimate Comics. Absolutely. I'm right there with you, and I've had more luck getting people into superhero comics from the Ultimate run. Sure. Yeah. The old stuff is kind of, it's not, it's not for everyone. That's right. Not for me anyway. Absolutely. So, uh, mind you, are we going to see Lady Kang? I mean, we've seen combinations of characters in We in haven't Disney even Plus. seen Kang yet. We haven't even seen we Kang yet. We've seen a variant of Kang. Yeah. We're going to see variants of Kang. Like we, we, we saw, uh, Jonathan Majors like playing with action figures, you know, sense little statues of like 15 different versions of himself. Look at what happened with Sylvie. Look at what happened with female Loki. Is it Alligator that much? Loki. Is it too much of a stretch to think that there may be a female version of Kang the Conqueror? And if so, what's interesting with Sylvie and the various versions of like 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 when Loki occupied Sif's body, for example, those books, although they they hiked up to a really high extent, so that that's that's great for an investment if you sell at the right time. But they maintained at a level that was still way above what they were prior to the show, and it didn't even matter that they didn't resolve it. And that we didn't get the full narrative and we don't even know where these characters are going. If we're going to even see them for over a year. So this right here is, a again, a $4 book, $3 book. Look in dollar bins for something like this. And say what you'll say, but to a Kang collector, I think this is cool. Yeah. Like if I'm not a Kang collector, I'm not collecting a bunch of Kang. But if I was, it's an alternate version of Kang. And I think it's, I think it's dope. That's so. kind of the fun of the Ultimate Universe, too, is seeing characters you recognize from the actual Marvel Universe popping up and what mm-hmm. new twists they can do on them. Like Thor's a homeless guy, a right. homeless drunk guy. Yeah, right. They, they switch it up. Yeah. And guess what? When Thor, uh, they call him Fat Thor. Right. Which is never a thing in the comics. They honestly use really. more of the Ultimate Universe for the MCU than mm-hmm. the actual Marvel Universe. And but this Fat Thor, that's which where is what Samuel was, Jackson Nick Fury comes from. Where it was deemed, that book spiked because of a type of Thor that they utilize in them in the movies now did it maintain a crazy amount no but if you can find it for super cheap it's it's like a fun memento it's a fun minor key and you never know you never know um ultimate comics the ultimates number 30 this marks lady kang's first cover appearance cover art alone is stunning yeah that's a good one you know what i mean i like it i think this is just cool i don't i could this be something in the future i don't know probably not not. maybe i don't know it's not that old but it's a really cool cover and it's lady kang there we go. We told you here. What's up? 
can do you think Lady Kang can go invisible? She's she's storm, <laughs> right? Does she have maybe both? she can time travel and invisibility and force fields? I don't know. I, I need to read These that. These are run. good questions. I need to run that run too. I have not read All right. Um, now we have a uh, three issue trifecta. All right. This is one of two trifectas we're talking about today Silver Surfer 106, 107, and 108. This is 106. I think this is actually going to get us to uh, 10, actually. 107 and 108. Oh, I guess if you count these as, yeah. as individuals. Yeah, I'm going to count these as individuals. That's fair. I so don't think you and I can get on the mic and Silver Surfer not comes up. We have to talk about our Silver Surfing Warrior. Right. I love this guy, man. Those abs. I feel like I know him a little bit after our coverage on Infinity Gauntlet. I feel like we got to know a friend. He's a friend of me now. Right. You got a friend in me. Goodness. It's Randy Newman. It is Randy Newman. Thank you. There's a jungle out there. That's Monk, dude. (laughs) That's freaking Monk. You know, side note. Side note. Tony Shalhoub. Tony Shalhoub. Yeah, dude. So so over here, people go, hey, um, I have here. Let me bring this back up. You need to watch that. Oh, I can't believe you don't watch that. So can you even see it up here? Oh, you can't even see it on the main screen. Do you uh, want me to move the camera? I don't want to touch the camera. No, I'm, I'm just going to take it down. There so this go. right here, I've had people ask, is that your mom? I wish. Ryan, son of fire! Oh, Ryan. No. Oh, Jan. Is this my... <laughs> oh, Jan. No. I do like your mom. <laughs> Not like that. <laughs> We're learning so much about fire guy Ryan. We can cut this out later. It's fine. So people like go, live. is this, is this your mom, Tom? I've heard that a few times. It'd be in the kind of weird section. if you had a signed photo of your mom in your looking in your like studio. this. No, 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 no. I wouldn't. No. Or in general. In general, like. right? No, this isn't my mom. No, um, who this is is um, Jan Levinson Ghoul, but no Ghoul from the Office, of course, because you know we're big Office fans. But you know what? This isn't just Jan. This is Trudy. Trudy is Monk's uh, past wife in the show. Mm. Was killed by a car bomb. Monk. And for those. Oh no! Oh wow! I'm just knocking over my. That's a good catch, though. I caught him. I caught my Green Rangers. That's why I, I don't like to move the stuff. But um, for those of you who've ever watched Monk or haven't, you should. It is a incredibly good show. I've shoved so many shows down your throat. I I should probably watch Monk, but I know I never will. I think you would. I think you'd like it. Buffy's gonna happen first. Uh, Buffy's priority right now. Obviously. Buffy's Buffy. actually cool. Uh, Monk is like. Monk is like it's special now. Isn't right he here. just a, like a guy going around solving crimes? Yeah, but he's got like massive OCD, right? A little little mental illness. And, but he's just. But a, then his wife dies, and then he gets even worse. So he can barely function. So he can't be a police officer. But he can still solve crimes and mysteries because he's like able to see things other people can't. I dude, I'm telling you, dude, it's some of the best acting. Is there in a like, Dharma Initiative. There's it, it, no, there's no Dharma. There's no Dharma Initiative. There's no. If there's no conspiracy. Watch. Ryan doesn't want to watch it. Right. Okay, keeping it going. Comic fam, you know, if you've watched Monk, you know what I'm talking about. Um, all right, so we have Silver Surfer 106, 107, and 108. Um, when you think of Silver Surfer, you think of Fantastic Four. When you right. think of Fantastic Four and Silver Surfer, you think of, think of Galactus. Sure. You think of Fantastic Four, you think of Doom, but seldomly do people think Silver Surfer and Doctor Doom. This right here is the trifecta issues where we have the Surfer going up against um, a major... Villain in the FF a run. A three-part Silver Surfer Doctor Doom crossover story. That's right. Sounds cool. They they have a relationship too. Like, don't 
forget that these characters have crossover moments in comic books. Thought you might like romantic. No, not like that. I'd I'd read that. I'd read that too. But you know what? That's not what's happening yet. Got a lot of monk fans in the chat, by the way. Shout out. Yeah, I feel that's what I'm talking about. Feel a little shamed right now. You should. It's fair. It's that I'm telling you, dude. For a USA show, it's that good. They made Mr. Robot, man. Like. Yeah, they did. That's oh, you know what else is really good is uh, Psych. I'm a big fan of Psych. You are. I love Psych. Um, shout out, Gus. So we have um, Silver Surfer, um, three issues that go for under five bucks. And we've even seen it in this past week with Riri and Shuddy News. Their crossover books have spiked to all hell. We've seen people starting to invest in Moon Girl, Devil Dinosaur, and Riri's first crossover, which we talked about on this very show. In this very segment. This very segment. Just saying. Hey, so, so you know, we're, we're calling some of these right without any real intention of like. Can I make a weird off topic point? Hey, sure. Make, give, give it to me, Ryan. Does he have a six pack or does he have like a weird one pack? It looks like a one ab, like a giant. Ah. There's no like lines in between his muscles here. This okay. is a very important silver surfer. On the- Let's take a look. Let's figure it out. Okay. I guess the silvery made it. It kind of. I I see. He needs to be a little more cut, right? Like I need some. I need more delineation between the individual abdominal muscles. Ryan started the fire. I won't buy it just for that alone. Just for the funky abs. I don't know, comic fan. What do you think? Are we looking at abs, or are we looking at like the Silver Surfer costume? I feel like a xenomorph's about to come out of him. He's he's got got, like something's inside of him that's coming out in a bad way. You don't think his abs are coming out. You think that there's something sinister happening. Yes. Okay. Well, comic fan, this is the Bags and Boards show podcast 46. This is the content you need to subscribe for. Talking about people's muscles. We're asking the tough questions here. Dude's physiques. Ryan, you know. But look at this cover, dude. God damn, I love Doom. God. Silver Surfer is going to be cool in the MCU, but Dr. Doom, man, if they pull him off right, like, that'll be good. He's one of my favorite villains. Absolutely. Easily one of my favorite villains. Mm -hmm. And then... Magneto, Doc Ock, like, gosh, we got so many cool characters coming and it just can't come soon enough. All right. What a time to be alive, comic fam. We're talking about Silver Surfer, Doctor Doom story arcs on the Bags and Boards show. Just, just let me look at this. Look at that. Spoiler alert. That's a Doom bot. Looks like a Doom bot. It does, but it's, oh man, so freaking cool. Okay. Here, let's, let's keep it going. Let's keep it going because we're not letting up here. We have another trifecta to talk about. What? Ooh. Okay. Speaking of runs that uh, nobody talks about. How about a Reminder run that is largely overlooked and undervalued and underappreciated? I enjoyed this. I read the first few issues after Avengers versus X-Men happened. That was right around the time a comics. I was. I had way too many books on my pull list back then. Yep. And so I kind of just I, <laughs> I ghosted my first <laughs> LCS. And I just stopped reading individual issues back then. Mm. So I, I fell off of Uncanny Avengers before this. But the first few issues I read of it were really good. <laughs> well, you know what? Um, there's a fantastic story arc that focuses on Kang here. And it is a handful of Kang appearances, variants of Kang. It's There's a plethora of them. Again, we're not talking about any like major spec value besides just classic. Not even I don't even want to say classic yet. This it's too even, new. This isn't that old. This isn't it's even not, 10 years yeah, old. Yeah, it's not even 10 years old. But just dope Kang covers. Keep an eye out for these in dollar bins. I'm literally finding these right now all over the place. We have Uncanny Avengers issue number eight. Kang on the cover. Bada bing. We have Uncanny Avengers 19. Kang on the cover with also, you got what Thor on the cover Creepy Spider-Man well. down there. I didn't notice that before. Right? And then Avengers 22. Uncanny Avengers 22. So 
Multiple Kang appearances. This is one of those situations when you're looking at a long box and you find Uncanny Avengers, you're looking for number eight. You're looking for 20. You're looking for 19. You're looking for 22. Eight, 19, 22. The Kang, first Kang, Kang, issues, Kang, Kang, Kang. Speaking of Kang, yeah, that's cool for Kang and stuff. But the first few ones I read were about the Red Skull. That's like, right, which is right, too. After the, I'm a big Red Skull person. And after, after the death of Charles Xavier, the Red Skull, like, steals his brain and yep. becomes, like, a super mutant. And they have to, like, combine... Some X-Men and some Avengers, and that's why it's called Uncanny Avengers. Right. It's a mix of both teams. It's kind of cool going after, like, Xavier Skull. Shout out to Octavio, who helps uh, hunt down these comic books for us. And it wouldn't be a list that he helps us with if he doesn't include a Moon Knight comic book. He's our Moon Knight in-house specialist. Very excited to have him on our team because we got a lot of Moon Knight coming, and he's been help, very, very helpful. And I have not read enough Moon Knight, and I need to because everything, everything I'm reading so far is... I'm reading the new Moon Knight book that just started. Yeah, Bueller did a variant of it. Looks great. I didn't get it, though. Got to get it. I got the Peach Momoko one. That, the Peach one's freaking gorgeous. Occasionally, dude. I really like Peach Momoko's books. There you I'm go. I'm more selective than Russ, well, <laughs> for example. <laughs> Russ is like, oh, Peach did it. I need it. Yes. All right, we have um, Universe X. This is an Alex Ross cover. And this is a $2 book, dollar bin book. You buy it for 5 bucks near mint. But for a person... Who is into Moon Knight? This is those like one of those underappreciated books. It is a narrative that focuses on the life and death of Moon Knight. It just takes you on the wild ride of Moon Knight. And it's a great cover. You got the um, classic Egyptian background. Sasquatch back there looks like Alpha Flight. <laughs> kind of does, doesn't it? Um, so this particular book is one that I can imagine members of the community that are going to come into our community when they see Moon Knight. Because you have to remind yourselves, every new show is a new wave of collectors. Right. New individuals getting into our hobby and our community. So Welcome. Welcome. Hi. It's good to see you. Hit the subscribe button. We're chatting about Moon Knight, and we got a book that goes under $5. That's an Alex Ross cover that covers major moments of Moon Knight's history in comic books. Fantastic. Magnificent. Magnificent. How you feeling, Ryan? Is the Bags and Boards show. It's not as hot in here as it usually is, which is nice. Yeah, I got it ready for you, brother. I got it ready for you. Um, I want to <sighs> show the community something fun. Okay, so check this out. Over on eBay. Yes, I have an eBay page. Yes, all the sales are public on my eBay page. Yes, you can see it and you can support the show. Take a look. We got Comic Time 101 on eBay. And what I like to do on there is do 10-day auctions. I start them at 99 cents where they where they end up, they end up. And a lot of the times they sell for super cheap because I'm trying to get comic books to the community at a super affordable cost. I got a lot of stuff on there. It's something I've been doing weekly for a while. You, you help support the show. We have slabs. We have raw comics. We have variants. Something's killing the children. Graded stuff. Cover A's. You know, a lot of fun things on here. Um, something I wanted to showcase, though, is something new that I've done, which is, um, and I'm looking for it as I scroll, um, something new that I've done, I'll have some video games on here, apparently, um, which is exclusives. Sometimes I have an opportunity to do an exclusive, but it just doesn't really make sense to do a huge print count mail that call the mail call yeah. needs. Um, and sometimes, you know, it's an independent book or something that's like, Hey, I like it. I just want to help support the team of creators and help sell a book. That's awesome. So we've teamed up uh, with scout with uh, black caravan an imprint through scout comics to put out count, uh, Draco knuckle duster. And this one right here 
is a Genovese exclusive. It was a 300 total print count. However, that includes artist comps, writers, letterers, inkers, creators. What I actually received was 200 and was, was actually ah. 250. And then 50 of those were damaged, thrown out. So we were left with 200. Then we brought them to the claim sale at the Guru's sold a handful there so now we have under a hundred even available to the public so we have a hundred on ebay you can get yours right now um 24.99 um combined shipping offered we ship in a box with care and if you want to support the show but also get a very low print comic tom exclusive in the phantom star killer universe oh it's like a tie-in yeah, yeah, it's a tie-in. He's part of the universe, the uh, Black Caravan universe. And this is kind of like the Darth Vader type of yes, character. I was thinking that, but I didn't, absolutely. didn't know for sure that's what they were going for. Oh, absolutely, yeah. I mean, like... The he, light bright on the chest, that's pretty clear, yeah. Yeah, he's like, this is kind of their Mando, almost, type yeah. of character. He's a... Uh, With Doctor Strange spells. A little bit. It looks like. <laughs> kind of, kind of. So Count uh, Drago Knuckle Duster, shout out to Black Caravan, Joseph Schmalky. Um, thank you so much, Peter... Uh, Goral, it is a fantastic book. Like I'm, I'm really digging this because the, I mean, really Joseph Schmalky, dude, this is a, such a talent. He, did he, he do Murder Hobo? No, he that did not. Him? That wasn't him. But you know what's funny? Murder Hobo is one of the books that I would be very excited to talk about on the mic soon. <laughs> we are going to talk about another book that is not necessarily. Oh, we got some weird ones for everyone. We literally called this podcast today. Don't buy this comic book. Right, and we haven't even gotten, no, we haven't to, even gotten what to that the hell yet. that means. Okay, so Comic Fam, um, check out my eBay page, Comic Time 101 on eBay, but you can also just hit the description and hit the link there. Uh, let's talk about some comic books you read. Yeah. We got some dope that. books, dude. We actually had really good reads this week. Um, <sighs> I've been wanting to talk to you about Geiger for a long time. Oh, man, we, we're talking about... Multiple. We had, these, we had these books picked a few months ago, back when we were going to do this podcast originally, and then we took a little happened. break. We took a little break. Correct. But we're back. Back in black. But we're doing it. Let's do it, man. Um, shall we start them? I kind of want to save the uh, the the non recommended one until the end. I don't know what order you want to go in, but we can save that for last. If I think want. I want to start them out with Locust. Okay. Is it lo- is the T silent? I don't even know. Locust or Locust. Those are both words. Locust is a different word. Locust. Is the name of a locust? Thank you. Bug, that's right. <laughs> an insect of some si- of some sort. I think it's an insect. Oh not yeah, a, I'm it's not an animal. It's a locust. It's like a. It looks just like that. It's like a bug. It's like a praying mantis type of thing with with wings and is no good. You're you don't want to touch it, man. Okay. I was. Well, la- you know what's funny? I'm going to Rose City here in a couple weeks. You are. I was going to ask you that. I'm almost positive I'm going. I'm pretty sure I'm not going to go. Maybe I was going me. to. I was going to, but now it's all you know. Maybe you want to come with me. Maybe we can figure there's it a out. Big, there's a big, you know, virus out there that turns yeah, people into locusts. That's right. That's uh, not true. It doesn't turn you into a locust. It doesn't. It doesn't. But in, in this book, it in does. In this book, it does. Oh, this book is freaking wild, man. Okay. So um, we may not go. However. Uh, <laughs> I may not go. You can you can do what you want. I'm, I'm excited. <laughs> I don't know yet. There we go. Um, let's see here. We have locust. We have a book that has such a strange Synop- a giant grasshopper. Thank you. Thank, thank, you. thank you. Thank you. That's thank such you. a very uh, like that. That's that's a really succinct way to put it. Yeah, that's that's what it's like, and it is creepy. Yeah, it's biblical, and it's creepy. Okay, so this is what's funny about this book. For one, I read the first two issues. I'm still right. That's fig- all I got too. Yeah, I only have I the first Mil-Geek, two issues. This is on my pull list, and I think Milgi 
stiff to me or something. I only got two. God. I know the third one's out. Maybe the fourth one is even out now. I've only got two. So I've only some, read the first two, so maybe three's out. I, think I know for a fact three is out at least. All right, Russ, what's going on? Ryan's right. got to get I his I think locust. he's holding out Locust on me. He probably thinks it's going to be like a big spec book. Okay, well, hit him with the creative team, and we'll start with that. Locust, written by Massimo Rossi, and art by Alex Nito? Yep. Massimo Rossi, by the way, wrote another book that I was reading from Behemoth called Vietnam Horror. And then the letterer. Oh, yeah, letterer is Mattia Gentili. There you go. I, I want to shout out Mattia because... They absolutely know some good lettering. That's actually one of my favorite parts of this. Aside, I mean, there's a lot of things I like about it, but it the read is a lot of fun. Yeah, I mean, just the, I mean, for one, the style of lettering for sure across the entire comic book is just stylized in a way that's pleasing to the eye. Makes it easy to read. I pick out everything, man. You do. I do. Okay, here we I go. I got sucked into the narrative too much to, to notice that sort of stuff. I'm a bad, I'm a bad reader. Okay, well, here, let's take a look at this because this is the thing with Locust. Describe it. It is the synopsis is wild. The syn- we mean, yeah, the synopsis is a completely like what do we know? Like if you are reading this book by issue two, you're just you're in for just a somewhat violent dystopian future. There's a virus. There's post apocalyptic. There's a dude who's got to make his way. He's looking for somebody. This book is about reveal. a virus that turns people into crazy locusts. Yeah, like, like instead giant- of zombies, they're locusts. Exactly. Um, however, you read the synopsis, they give you way more. You actually are probably getting snapshots of what you're going to find in issue th- two, three, and or not, excuse not me, excuse me, two. three, four, and five. Yeah, right. The stuff we read in the synopsis has has not even been introduced yet. There's characters here. Yeah. That, it sounds nuts. Okay, we're so we're doing a bad job of explaining. This no, book. no, no. We're doing a good job because we're going to hit them with what we think about, you know, what we saw and what we've read so far, and then we're going to hit them with the actual synopsis to blow their minds because this is a scout comics comic book and shout out scout comics because we're killing the game so first off uh dude it's mignola style negative space heavy inks right i love the inks here um they know when to talk when to not talk when to put sounds when to not put sounds um and there's a layer of it being almost friendly looking that contrasts with the violence in such a gorgeous way not exactly like stray dogs but kind of similar Yes, you know, I got I got that same vibe, dude. Not like as cute and friendly as Stray Dogs was, but it's definitely the art is more cartoony yes. than you would think. Absolutely, the violent subject matter would be exactly what I'm talking about. Something right. I really appreciate about this book is that it unfolds in two different timelines. Yes, there is a present day sequence and then a past sequence, so you get to see part of how the virus, the outbreak of all of these like locusts attacking each other, and the the downfall of the city. Right. And then you get to see the main character kind of on his own in an apocalyptic wasteland where like 20, like the opening of 28 days later when there's like nobody around and it's just scary and lonely. He's, um, we follow a character named Max who is looking for his elderly mother in this dystopian world. And he's traveling the plains. There's very few individuals that are out and about. It's definitely got the Walking Dead vibe, but we have to be careful with the people almost more than the actual antagonists and the villains, like the locusts and the monsters. And the visuals, the color work is so damn good because it's so muted everywhere else. However, when there is color, your eyes just get drawn right to it. The focal point just... 
it, it's outstanding. Look at the blood. Look at the If they don't muted specify yellow. the colorist, does that just mean the artist did it? Because it says th- writer and artist I think and letterer. That's why I put the artist on here because I think it's Alex. Yeah, right? I think it is. Okay. Alex Nito. There you go. Uh, and you kind of assume that because I can't imagine doing this digital type of work, doing roughs and then handing that off to an artist. I could be a colorist. I could be wrong. But I feel like this is like just simple enough that a part of the role that he's playing is the color work. I, I could be entirely wrong. If there is a different colorist, they didn't write it down in the, in the book, which is unfortunate if that's the case. That's what I'm talking about, the color work. Look at this. Like. The, this is the palette that's used. How do you used. describe it? Because it gives me like Hellboy vibes. In it, it does. It's, it's like very solid colors. Mm-hmm. Is that the way? Is that the right way to say it? Yeah. It's like, it's muted. It's uh, a certain palette, solid covers, colors, um, whole shapes are being used here, man. It's like you have, um, it's, instead of like really detailed, it's just more rectangles, right? Did Limited you get backgrounds. The, did you get the image of the guy transforming into the locust in the front? Okay, there we go. I, I was hoping you'd get this picture. Yeah, look at this. This is when you know that you're in for uh, something something hardcore, right? You know, when you start mu- seeing people mutate into insects. So the thing with this narrative that I find intriguing, but also maybe off-putting to some, right, is that locusts are a biblical Correct. In- insect. You know, it's it's definitely in the Old Testament a lot. So this has a vibe of the mist a little bit. You know how they're in the in this in the grocery store and there's a point where they're just like we have we have to just put our hands up to god here because right. this is clearly okay. coming from a deity and they start getting super religious and culty. in the path and culty right right these are locusts yeah it gets culty we have a antagonist that's worse than the actual locust to some degree and they are a religious sect who believe that this is cast from judgment heavens day kind judgment of day absolutely yeah. um we're going to get to the synopsis in a second because it doesn't do it justice just looking at this comic book. My favorite part about apocalyptic stories like this, and one of the other reasons I don't like Walking Dead, is that you skip the outbreak portion of the story. It's kind of cool about Walking Dead. I can't, I, can't, I can't fault him too hard for that. You see Rick get shot and then wake up from his coma and everything's already done. Right. And you see the aftermath of the, you know, the world ending. Yeah, what happened? I like getting to watch it happen. And you see Max's perspective in this first issue. He sees somebody pointing a gun at somebody else on the side of the road. He's like, whoa, 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 whoa. Like, what are you doing? Mm-hmm. And then the guy who has the gun pointed on him suddenly just breaks out into a, uh, he transforms into like a terrifying monster. Right. Right in front of Max's eyes. And he's like, oh, okay. The world is different now. Right. I like being able to. Ex- I appreciate that. It's a good choice to tell the narrative between what's happening in present time. Because then you have an opportunity to show way more of the scenery. This is all the flashback stuff. Yeah, absolutely. Right? The, the present day of this story is two years after. Yeah, and it happens all throughout. This is actually a, a great example of that. This is, Look at this. Dude, this yeah, is this a, was a cool page. This is a really this is a two cool page. Two-page spread. Two-page spread where you're seeing close-ups of what's happening, but also just the entire city being overtaken by these flying monsters. It's, it's terrifying. This is Wall Street. Crazy. I also like this. You can see it real down in the down in the bottom. There's a few shots in this book of cars driving yeah. in the rain, and they will show the taillights kind of trailing behind the car. Really yep. small touch, but I, I appreciate that. And that's why, you know, it's a, it's a purpose there. This is all muted in the back because you want the focus to be on these panels of, like, what's actually happening in the close-ups. But then those color choices bring your eyes down to see what's happening down here. It just adds such a yeah. focal point to it. it it's just done with you you know that you have an artist who's trained here this is this is uh this is someone who's been classically trained to do this um oh there you go point okay. case that's what I was it's talking about. simple 
but it's great. It's grotesque. But it shows that the car is going fast. Right? Is right. That, is that weird? I don't know. I get the, I get the impression the car is driving really fast, mm-hmm. leaving streaks of light behind. I think it's cool, man. Digging it. Um, so by the time you get to issue two, um, you're seeing way more of the locust. And we have to get into the synopsis because this doesn't, like, we could leave you with this. And this, this should be This is what we enough. know from two issues. This is all we know from two issues. There's a, now, there's a narrative that we haven't gotten into. Sure. But we've given you kind of the, the premise. Ryan, I need you to get... Uh-oh. Okay, bear with us, comic fan, because this, is, this may be one of the craziest synopsis I've seen in the last year for a comic book as it pertains to the absurdity of post-apocalyptic Armageddon types of narratives. Because they give you a lot of information, and it's, like, wild. Almost too much information. Almost too much. But, again, this is a Scout Comics book. A lot of people need to add this to their pull list. I want to get them to add it. If they're into this kind of stuff. We get books from Scout, too. So a lot of times I don't put Scout books on my list because I think if I want to read it, I can just, you know, I'll have the options to read it. We get yeah. the Scout box from them all the time. Absolutely. Locust is one of the Scout books, the few Scout books that is actually on my pull list, and I get it from Mill Geek Comics. Yeah, you want to make Except sure. Except for issue three. Yeah. <laughs> Apparently. <laughs> all right. Hit them with this synopsis because it's freaking insane. It's right here. This group turns out to be a strange religious sect led by a certain Ford. A fanatical racist and former gorilla. Like, that's a gorilla fighter, not like yeah. a monkey gorilla, yeah. like an ape. Yep. We've met this guy, Ford, a couple times in like a flashback. And yeah, he's the leader he's... of this cult, um, religious cult. Sure. We see, we, we, we kind of see before, you know, it's, it's a whole thing. Yeah. Max, living in this coven with his mother, will discover that Ford is convinced that this biblical style plague will only be alleviated if the impure, meaning homosexuals, Foreigners and disabled people are sacrificed. Ford's daughter, born from incest, is a disabled child, and Ford wants to offer her as a sacrifice to assuage. Is that the word? Whatever. Yeah. To assuage the plague. Max, realizing what is about to happen in the fierce community, saves the little girl named Stella. In the escape, his mother is killed, and the two try in every way to leave the city. There you go. Isn't that like. It's a lot of information. They tell you, you know what the mom think? dies, by the way, which yeah. hasn't happened yet, so I yeah. guess. Yeah, but it's, she's an elderly woman. She's, like, dying. We don't see her in the two years later stuff. Yeah, I, I guess, mean, yeah. you kind of know, but, but yeah, it's like, all right, so there's this governor type of character from Walking Dead who's got an incest child, and he's also going to sacrifice her because she needs to. that's have, the way to, to undo the whole plague? It's, you know, the, dude, it's dark. That's and a whole different like, like, direction that you don't even really see at all in the first two issues. Absolutely. So, like, fair warning, they're going to go there. But I'm also intrigued to see how they do it because how they of get there. how it's presented right now. Right. Freaking comic books, you. It's dude. a cool book. Like, I, 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 didn't, I didn't expect all this coming from a book called Locust. And I think it was also delayed. Um, I think this has Maybe been a, that's why I don't have issue three. I think that's why you don't have issue three. And um, also, I, I'm sure that, you know, delayed from... COVID situations, which is also kind of like, you know, this is about a virus and stuff. So, right. You know, fun, fun. All right, cool. So locust, uh, check fun. it out. <laughs> yeah. This is crazy. Yo. It's crazy, but I'm excited to see what they got for us in store. I'm, I'm dude, I'm all about apocalyptic stuff. So I like, um, it. yeah. Okay. So shall we t- save Geiger for the end or shall we hit him with the one that we're going to, we're going to say we let's don't go recommend. With, let's go with Geiger. Okay. Let's do Geiger. Okay. He wants to do Geiger. We're going to do Geiger. Whatever I say goes. That's how we do it, man. It's called Ryan Tom one Oh one. That's right. Ryan's in the house. Ryan's All right. Fire! We got Geiger. So first off, this book needs to go on everyone's pull list. I'm going to hit you with a book that I, th- I think is a strong recommend. 
And then we're going to hit you with a book that is a, I'm not recommending it. Proceed with caution. Because you need to proceed with caution. Sure. I will never say, no one should read this book because of my opinion. That's right. not what I'm saying. What I'm going to say about the second book, so stay tuned, is that I'm not going to recommend people read it and to buy it unless they are warned first of what everyone. they're going to get because it's yeah. not for everyone. Sure. This book, however, we didn't Geiger, say that about Locust, which is apparently about racist locusts. Yeah, Locust. Sacrificing like, kids, and that's fine. Yeah, that's fine. Apparently, but the stuff we're going to talk about in the, the third book. I kind of have a Walking Dead um, threshold. Like there's some, there's some, um, brutal, there's some brutality yeah. and there's some assault and there is some, I mean, there's, true. there's, there's some, some, some major themes that are like, Hey, this is mature. It's mature readers. Boys, for example, right. is one of my favorite comic books of all time. Also by the same writer that we're going to get into in a second. And I recommend boys to a lot of people, but you know what? Boys is not for everyone. No. They go the distance. Yes. To say the least. They go for speed. That's right. Hey, that's a cake reference. I like uh, that. Been hanging out with your dad too much. I know. Right? Shout out cake, man. Um, so, Geiger, however, who, who do we got? We have a creative team. We got a powerful Another one of my favorite team. creative teams. Jeff Johns and Gary Frank. Yep. Brad colorist, Anderson. Colorist is Brad Anderson. And Brad Anderson needs to be applauded. Hot damn. The color work in this comic book is everything to me. It's just, it's just like bonus that the... Line work and the inks are so fantastic. They're just so memorable and, and so on point. And then we have a narrative that's totally fun. This is the coolest. Uh, how would you even put it? This is the coolest radioactive type of superhero since the Hulk. Okay. I can see that. There's a lot of radiation involved in their origin story. Absolutely. It's called Geiger. I do like how this main character's origin story is kind of given to you bit by bit over the first. We've got five issues out of this book so far. I don't know how far you've read. I've uh, read through five. Okay. I believe I've read through five, yeah. We get bits and pieces of this guy's background told to us over the course. It's not all just the beginning of issue one. Here's how he became the way he is. No, no. You find out like, we'll go through a little bit. Sure. But we're not going to give any reveals. So let's keep that in mind. But we have Geiger. It's been out for five months or so now. So, you know, hopefully if you want this book, you've already discovered it. Look at the freaking textures. Yeah. Just take that in, comic fam. Just drink it in. Drink it in. No, it's radioactive goodness. Take that radioactive goodness in. Look at the color work. Look at the shading. I feel like I, I can, I can like tell what that would feel like. It's like almost like a metallic. You know? Man, it's so good. I love the palette choice on this and the art and the detail. Look at all the rocks. And when you have such a giant dystopian world, hot damn. It's good. I look at the moon, the stars. Yeah, that's a good point. That's uh, it's beautiful. This is the same creative team, at least the artist and the writer that did Doomsday Clock. Yep, they had to replicate a lot of Alan Moore and Dave Gibbons in that book. Not and easy. I believe they did so much studying that they have absorbed a lot of their tendencies. They've absorbed it like radiation. Sure, if you will. <laughs> I think a lot of the panel layouts and. Just the overall feel of the art specifically in this book is reminiscent of Dave Gibbons and, and Watchmen. Absolutely. In terms of the way the words play off the panels. and I, I, yeah, I, I wish we had more art here to show and, and say what I'm talking about. But Look at this. Yeah, you get to see uh, kind of... The book starts... The book takes place 20 years after a nuclear Armageddon happens. 
and there's flashbacks to kind of this one family learning that this is happening and panicking and going into their bomb shelter, which they are very fortunate to have. Yeah, you're seeing the moment. Right. You're seeing the at the, the moment. But you're not seeing, like, the middle of them. You're not seeing, like, the president make the call. Or you're not seeing, like, uh, devastation of cities blowing up. Or, like, you're seeing the edges of this kind of thing happen. You're seeing it. This is, this is as close to you as you get to the destruction that clearly happened. But we don't really know why the bombs fell or, you know, the, we don't know a lot it's of like the political reasonings. Yeah, we just kind of, you get this set up and then you flash forward 20 years. That's right. So this is Max experiencing destruction. Max from Locust? Oh, I just said Max. Excuse me. No, it's not Max. I'm, I'm mixing his up His name my... is Geiger. His name is Tariq Geiger. No, no, no. His, uh, yeah, Tariq Geiger. Um, but... Um, name, by the way, but that's okay. I know, right? Um, no, we have, what did I put here? Yeah, the quote is, some name him Joe Glow, others call him the Meltdown Man, but his name is Geiger. Okay, so Geiger, he is um, someone in this dystopian world where people are having to deal with an immense amount of radiation, and he's just a badass in the future because... During the time of the explosion, he puts his family into the hideout, the shelter, and he doesn't make it in there. Right. He experiences the Armageddon on the outside, and it ain't good. However, it, like, turns him into a superhero. We find out in the following issues that he had cancer, and he was undergoing some sort of experimental radiation treatment, Mm -hmm. and whatever he was treated with, combined with the immense radiation he received while being outside during a nuclear explosion, sort of combined to kind of make him not immune. He's able to walk around in the post-apocalyptic wasteland with no suit. So right. he's, he's clearly not as affected by radiation as other people are. And he's got this weird sort of nightstick mechanism in his back yep. where you pull out these sticks and suddenly he turns into like a ghost rider radiation-looking dude. Yep, let's actually give him a shot of it. Bada bang. There we go. So he pulls it out, and this is like he like activates it. You know, he pulls it out the rods that he attacks with, and then his eyes glow up. And this is why the color work begins to be so important because Correct. visually stunning. What a cool looking character. No trespass. I got the uh, I got the glow in the dark cover. By the yeah, way, yeah, we actually we do have a glow in the dark cover here today, and she I think one had a glow yeah, in the dark variant. I actually have the. Uh, I, I sent Tom a little demonstration uh, last night. He got so excited. Here, I, actually, I hadn't tried it out before. I was reading this to prep for the show, and I decided to finally charge up the glow in the dark cover with some light, turn the light off, and I got a little excited. Oh, where is it? Isn't I here? Ah, uh, shoot. I don't have it here. Uh-oh. No, I'm going to get it right now. Keep talking about Geiger. Just give me a second. Do you want me to send it to you again? No, no I got it. Cool. I'll, I'll get it here. Just So he's he's got his family in this bomb shelter, so he kind of builds a fortress, sort of, around the shelter to kind of protect his family and wait for the, the air to sort of clear out enough for him to feel safe to open the door. And You're in a constant state of wanting to know, like, What's going on with his family in there? Right? Is he okay? Is he okay? Is he mentally okay? Because he's... It, it's I not, wouldn't be able to not open the door. It doesn't like, seem good. Yeah. Whatever it is, it doesn't seem like it's okay. So let's see here. Can I do this right? Is there sound? Because uh, there is sound. Yeah, but we're bringing this up to... Let's see if I can do this. Mm, risky business. I don't like this. Hold on. 
I'll keep it going. But yeah, like you're in a constant state of like not knowing what exactly is going on with this guy and what's going on with his, um, with his family, with his family. Like you just know that he's doing everything for his family. That's down there. It's been 20 years and what they're just like chilling in there. He's yeah. They're chilling in the bomb shelter. I guess that's his hope. Uh, would you say that they're chilling with their homies? <laughs> in the bomb shelter. Uh, in the bomb shelter. Okay, check us check us out here. Okay, so, so take a look at this. This is the glow in the dark variant. What's happening? I'm so confused. I don't I don't like oh. how that is. All right, one second. We we prepared for this show so much. Can I just save this? Oh, I can save it. There we go. Okay. Comic books. You have the strangest names for your folders. <laughs> oh, hey. They can't see any of this. I'm just making sure, like, nobody's just can going see through this. pictures here. Oh, this is everything we sent each other. That's why I'm like, oh, like. Right, I don't want it to, because we have stuff that we haven't released yet. So I want to make sure I'm going through the file of scotch tape. Yeah, we're good. Okay, cool. All right, here we go. Here we go. All right, this, this is worth it, comic fam. Oh, it's, God damn it. Okay, so it's not there. <laughs> all right, well, we're, we're good now, so I know for sure are these are all safe, so let's just bring this up. Take a look at this. Oh, do I have sound? <laughs> Ryan sent me this last night. Look at this guy, fam. This little, is this little excited. Cool. Watch this. Come on. That glow-in-the-dark variant. <laughs> oh, yeah. It's totally worth it. It's totally worth the dark all the time it took. I never tried it before. I was that's excited. What, it that's, looks good. It looks way it. better than glow I thought it would. Variant. Dude, that is freaking hilarious, Ryan. Right here. Oh, 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 yeah. <laughs> it's the power, man. It's it's Ryan getting all excited about Glow in the Dark comic I book. don't have, I don't think I have any other Glow in the Dark That covers. is really cool, man. Glow in the Dark. I like it. I like it. I like it a lot. So, um, Geiger is definitely a recommendation. Anyway, Geiger, yeah. Yeah, fantastic book. Uh, interesting. We have not explained it well enough. You I, should totally I, just read all five issues live on camera. We could get away with it, but there's a... Fun character, um, the bad guy. He's a kid. He's kind of got the Joffrey, Joffrey vibes. Yep. Um, because really, there's been an entire city that's emerged since the Armageddon, and the city's located in Las Vegas. That's maybe my favorite part of this whole, at least the whole first issue, is like right. it gives you the story of this guy and his family and the flashbacks, and you're kind of thinking like, okay, this is gonna be like just a personal story about right. this one guy's struggle, and then it zooms out, and you see. That he is just outside of Las Vegas, and there is a whole post-apocalyptic civilization in there that is based around like all these different gangs that are kind of running all the different casinos in Vegas, the different factions, and which and is groups. going to be explored in more detail in the Geiger giant-sized Geiger special we were just talking about. They're going to go into some of these different groups that we really haven't gotten to see a lot of. That's right, Comic Fam. In the main storyline, I recommend this story. It is, it's worth. Going through just to find out some of the questions that are posed in the first issue. How is this guy even surviving? How does he have these powers? Why does he look the way he does? How is he as skilled as he is? What's going on with his family in his bunker? Yeah. You know? We get answers to some of those questions sooner than you might think, too. That's right. Uh, really, really enjoying that book. Now, this next one. Marjorie Finnegan. 
Correct. So we decided that we were going to read this book because, hey, it's Garth Ennis. It sounds funny. It's AWA. It's That's AWA. That's the reason I got on board. Now, here's the thing about this comic book. There is, without, uh, with, excuse me, with absolute certainty, will piss off at least 50% of the people who read it if they go into it just with, hey, I just want to try out a comic book, and they're just a random person. Right. Then, separately, there's other things that happen in here, political things, religious things, that Correct. are going to piss off guaranteed 70%, maybe an additional 20%. Like the pie is, yeah, some of these are going over. A little over that. The, the complaints will, will cross over to some. Some people will be politically and religiously offended. Yeah, there's going to be both. Right. You're covering all your bases because this is Garth Ennis. This is Garth Ennis. That's what Garth Ennis does, yo. He's a little, a little gross, if he, you will. He pushes the boundaries. He's always done it. And The boys. Yeah, he did. Punisher. Da, he did Da Boys. Preacher. Yes. Correct? I still haven't read of that. Of course. I got to read Preacher. Of course. I mean, it gets out there. And look at this. We have uh, Marjorie Finnegan, temporal criminal. Time is on her side. This is a very wacky time travel story about a girl who travels through time whose main objective is really just to steal stuff and have fun and collect treasure. <laughs> it's, it's Garth Ennis writing a comedy. Yeah. It's... It's funny to some people. If you have the right sense of humor coming into it, if you know what you're getting into before you even start, I think you'll be okay. My opinion. Right. I was laughing. As was I. We were chatting, and we were busting a gut and going, this is going to piss so many people off. So. Fair warning. I'm giving you a fair warning do not buy this comic book off of my recommendation because I do not want to be the one blamed sure. for you being offended. But you know what? Not everyone will like this book. Not everyone. It's, it's, all we can say is, this is Garth Ennis. Who else is this, though? It's, not, it's a lot more than Garth Ennis. We have it right hard, here. I have such a hard time pronouncing this Boom. artist. I know. It's, uh, it's Garth Ennis. Uh, Orion Zuduska. And the inker is Miroslav Mira. Mirva. That's Mirva. Oof. So give you kind of a taste. So first off, you're seeing all of these different figures in history. You have Hitler in the back. You have Genghis Khan. You have an Egyptian pharaoh. Kind of like a Bill and Ted sort of thing. Yeah, <laughs> so no, not right? as, Mona Lisa's not as right lighthearted. Here. Um, you can clearly see all the treasure and stuff she has just snatched up from her mm -hmm. adventures through time. There's a guy named Tim, right? I think that's his name. His name is Tim. And he's just a floating head. He's an ex-boyfriend of hers who is, is just a severed head who is somehow still... He's hooked up to machinery so he can be around. He's like her man in the chair. And, and, and she's like, we're going to get you a body one day, but it's not a priority right now. Just hang on. Just I'll hang get, on. I'll get again. you set up for some kind of future yeah. tech, but not really. Okay, so let's see here. I'll give you some perspective. We, we, we start out in ancient, ancient, ancient Egypt, and they're about to start doing some sacrificing. It's a big funeral of, like, the pharaoh. And That's this right. guy is going through, this priest guy is going through this whole big monologue about how, oh, wise great pharaoh, we are, you know, we're here today to send you into the great beyond, and we have collected a whole bunch of your treasures and a whole bunch of your servants and concubines. And uh, we're gonna we're gonna uh, we're gonna bury you with all your gold, and then we're gonna slit the throat of all your all your servants so they can follow you into the afterlife. And she is one of these slaves, pretending she's a slave. She's dressed so up she as can, one of these, so she can get in there and steal some stuff. Not realizing you can see that right there, she's got like the, you can yeah. see her greedy eyes, like just eyeballing this, like, eyeballing the gold, the expressions in this book. Of gold, yeah, the faces are the great. faces are like what brings this all in, man. Yeah, um, she's seeing the gold, and she's not realizing that they're going to sacrifice the slaves. 
She thought like, they were just going to like seal but, them all up in a tomb and let them suffocate and starve to death over yeah. time, which would give her time to get the loot and just time travel out of there. That's right. So she immediately breaks up the situation. This isn't one of those, uh, we need to preserve the timeline and not mess up anything. No, on the contrary, Garth Ennis has some brilliant ideas to make time just work because sure. it's comic books. And so she kind of stops the guy in the middle of his speech and like, wait, hold on. You're just going to kill. You're going to slur our throats. Like I thought like, we were just going to, uh, this isn't going to work. I don't want to steal all this stuff. So she pulls out a shotgun. That's dude, it's like an AK 47. Right. She's like, all right, this is what I'm going to do. And she just starts and mauling him down to steal the Egyptian treasure. So she can escape with her life. So this right here is, I would say rather tame in what we see in the narrative of our temporal thief, because there are other individuals who are traveling through time. There's also individuals who are monitoring the timeline, the police force, like a TVA. TVA. Almost, yeah. A little bit. However, this is all I can show. Because really beyond this, between the language, the nudity, uh, the the, the jokes about sex, as well as the political and religious, because this is a character that's traveling through time dealing with things like biblical individuals right. dealing with political individuals. I think my favorite thing was her stealing the limo of JFK. She jumps back to the day JFK gets assassinated and hijacks the limo after he gets his head blown off. It's so terrible. She's dude. just kind of like joy riding away with Jackie Kennedy in the back, like screaming and crying and all the secret service guys chasing after her. It's, it's so terrible. It's one panel and it's just like, it kind of gives you a sense of the horrible yet, kind of darkly humorous stuff that she gets up to in her in her time travels. Okay, so again, I cannot stress enough this comic. Be warned. Be warned. Seldomly do we bring a book. I, this is actually the first time I've ever been like, I'm not going to shy away from a comic book. You know? I'm not going to just like not, oh, this is too mature for the community. Like, they can't handle I'm not going to do that. Like, you guys are adults. By and large. Hopefully. Um, hey, our analytics say like 99%, no, a lot of you are dudes. And uh, <laughs> <laughs> it's like 98% male. Not that we, male. You care. Not that, it's know? all, uh, hey, we're for everyone. Eyeballs are eyeballs. But eyeballs is like 98% male. And then we have, it's like mostly between the ages of 26 through 55. That's right? us. At least that's me. And I'm we're right in range. the middle there. So like, yeah. hey, we're adults here. This is an adult comic book. I'm letting you know. But if you're younger than 18, this ain't for you. No. And um, if you are even slightly prone to being offended by literature, then this isn't for you either. Right. So anyway. there's a there's a not safe for work cover that I did manage to pick up. Dude, whatever. OK, who did cover a was that also Gary Frank? I'm not sure. Hey, let me see. Because, dude. Got, oh, no. Oh, for I, this one. Yeah, because you know who did a freaking uh, cover is uh, Frank Cho. I got the Frank Cho variant. Look, of, look at this Frank Cho. Of right course here. I did. So damn good. Frank Cho did it. I love Frank Cho, man. God, he's so good. Andy Clark did this Andy cover Clark. art. Andy Clark. Okay, there you go. Did this cover art of her Andy in jail Clark. with uh, Velociraptor also in jail. What's your cover A? Oh, you don't have cover A. This is cover A. The other ones, I got a variant of cover B by Dan Panosian. And oh, then I got okay. a cover B of the naughty, naughty Roman orgy variant that's right she goes to roman time has to deal with some stuff it's a lot of fun it's a great book oh my gosh comic fan we got to hear like your it. thoughts anyway. about mature comic books in the comment section below we got to give a big thank you to r n r n said you know what name i've ever written down r n said you know what all this 
warning has made me actually want to read the comics. So if you end up reading it and you get upset, know that we're going to send you this stray dog a sign. Much, much happier, friendly, family-friendly book. That's of right. course. <laughs> with Look how cartoony and friendly everything looks. And safe it is. It's not, though. Uh, but we have uh, signed by the Color Flattener Wren. We appreciate you. Hit the link in the description. Like and subscribe to the video. Real quick. What's up? I don't like to refer to myself as a speculator, as you know. Sure. But we talked about Chariot before. Yeah. NWA. Yes. I am a little optimistic about that doing well. And if that does well, I think other books from AWA might be on the table as potential. Do you think Marjorie could be picked up? Is that what you're telling me right now? I could see Marjorie Finnegan being a very fun <laughs> Rick and Morty style cartoon. Oh my gosh. I don't know if they could get away with that, man. I don't but know you what know platform what? they would put it on. Hey, if you could do The Boys, which is also Garth Ennis. You could do The Boys, and The Boys is way... The Boys is dark and violent and like aggressive and mean and and... Brutal. And this is, for as messed up as this book gets, it's lighthearted and it's it's funny. That's right. If you have the right sense of humor. It's, oh, I'm, I'm freaking dying that you said that. <laughs> I, I would very much like to see a Marjorie Finnegan animated series of some sort. <laughs> this is also the longest book that AWA has done. They, they do a lot of four, five, six issue miniseries. This one is going to be eight issues. We're halfway done. Issue four just dropped. So if you want to get on this book, you still got time. Comic fam, I want to hear your thoughts today. We appreciate your time. You just listen to the Bags and Boards podcast number 46. We have officially hit. We have officially hit two hours, comic fam. It's crazy. But where are you getting this kind of comic book themed content? Make sure to stay tuned. We have more stuff coming. We have Skeleton Key Sammy coming up to visit. Our location, she's going to be on camera doing content with us this coming weekend. She'll be here? She's coming here, man. She's flying up. That's exciting. She's going to go see the, the mail call. People don't come here. I know, it's crazy. We're not that cool. Um, yeah, I'm, I'm cool. Remind you guys of our exclusive on my eBay page. Take a look at the dual whatnot Comic Tom exclusive Raph Grissetti Wolverine cover that we're going to be putting one per box. Trade dress or virgin, not both. They're going out at random. ComicTom101.com. Remind you, you can join Milgi Comics Patreon to get access to being able to order and never miss your comics again. You just listen to the Bags and Boards podcast. Well done, you. We done. Good job. It's over. We're finished. Thank goodness. Congratulations to the winners and have a great week. We'll see you soon. Bye, guys.